1: Hi and welcome to season 2 episode 24 of the Next Dimension podcast, your podcast that's all about that's all about VR and AR and I'm so happy to have Tatiana back on the show. So good to have you Tatiana. Yeah, it's
2: really good to be back too. Hey, Seb. Great, Great hey to Simplex. have you.
1: Hi. And yeah, exactly. Also here Simplex from Poland. Simplex, how are you doing?
3: I'm great. And Sebastian, I'm so happy. I'm honored that you uh, actually decided to invite me again. It's a really great honor and pleasure to be here with you.
1: Oh, man, it's, it's great to have you too. And I'm looking forward to talk with you about the Pimax Crystal. I can't wait to find out what you are thinking about the device, because I know you are yeah, a Pimax fan. Could I say that?
3: I was. I had a puff. Uh, okay. Uh,
1: but yeah, you you were, but then you I, abandoned. I, I sold them. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But anyways, it's gonna be interesting to talk with you about it. Yep. Yeah, also, I'm here too. My name is Sebastian. Ang. I'm the founder of MRTV and the host of this podcast. For all of you out there who don't know yet about the Next Imagine podcast, this podcast is live streamed every Saturday. Okay, re- recently not every Saturday, but in the future it's gonna be again every Saturday at. 9 p.m. Berlin time. In Krakow, where you are, is it also 9 p.m. now?
4: Yes. Yeah, okay, we have
1: the same so we're we in the same time zone. Great. Yeah, that's, that's helpful. Yeah, that, oh, that right. is helpful. All right, so you
2: can have your beers already.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why it's always here. Mm. Very refreshing. Um, yes, and also <laughs> 8 p.m. London... Um, Noon in San Francisco and 3 p.m. in New York City. And this is not only live streamed, it's also everywhere where you can listen to podcasts. So iTunes, Spotify, Google, Alexa, everywhere where there are podcasts, you can listen to this podcast. So it's great if you're on a long car ride, you can totally listen to us and that should be pretty good. And if you enjoy this podcast, what you can also do and what you should do to say, hey, I like this podcast find um, the podcast app on your iPad or on your iPhone and, um, yeah, find the Next Dimension podcast and do give us a five-star review. This will help us get more listeners and that would be really, really amazing. So today is... It's it's the 24th episode of season two, which means this show concludes season two. Because I thought, like... You know why not have like 24 episodes just like in one of my favorite tv shows 24. <laughs> do you still <laughs> remember 24 with kiefer, th- kiefer sutherland it's an old show now but i really loved it so. i remember it
3: it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was it a good aged, show it didn't age that well but when, yeah when right it out it was really amazing
1: at, at that time it was fantastic <clears throat> and uh, it was like it was you, real time yeah it was real time and wow you you couldn't you you needed to binge watch it because it's just, just so and exciting. Jack Bauer yeah. never slept. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Or, or went to the toilet. And he didn't go to the toilet in, right for 24 hours. It's wow. That's it's pretty yeah, interesting. And he tortured people so
3: that's
1: <laughs> Yeah, right. Right, right. Yeah, anyways, so this is the last um, episode of season 2 and I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have super exciting topics. We are going to talk about Valve Deckard, the most probably upcoming VR headset from Valve. So, Bradley, Bradley Lynch has has found new things in the code and we're going to talk about those new things that he found. And we might have a super special guest who will talk us through all of that. So, that's going to be super exciting and I'm very much looking forward to it. Yep, yeah. then we're also going to talk about meta <clears throat> meta is pouring like billions of dollars into vr research thank you yeah and well they are showing this uh, they they did show us their research so the vr headsets that they're working on and, and the the four main problems that mm-hmm. they want to solve so that vr becomes indeed <laughs> indistinguishable. Is that the correct? word? <laughs> indistinguishable from the real world. So, wow, that is going to be exciting. And we're going to look at those prototypes and, yeah, simply discuss it. Then also we heard about the Apple headset. It's going to most probably come out in January 2023. <laughs> well, We've heard it come out several times already, right? So, I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but we will it's talk about it. It's always coming next year. Just keep <laughs> it's it dangling it's, it's in front of us. <laughs> like, here it is, it's
0: coming next
1: year. You're right, Simplex. It is always coming next year. But this time, it seems next year might really be uh, in the cards. <laughs> it, I agree. It, I agree. It, <laughs> it, it might really happen. So, let's see, yeah, what it's all about. Also, I would like to talk about a bit about, I would like to tell you a bit about this headset here, the Pico Neo 3 Link. Um, And there has been a a few updates, so I would like to fill you in about it. Also, we're going to talk about the possibility of this going to the United States of America. Okay, cool, cool. Before we get into it, I would like to ask Tatiana, what have you been up in VR? What did you do?
2: Oh, well, you know... (laughs) This month has been just really tough. Uh, Lots of things have happened. So VR, I think, took a little bit of a backseat just because uh, I had COVID earlier this month and some other health, (laughs) other health complications that just completely threw me off the rail. And uh, well, yeah, you know, basically in VR, I I missed VR and I wanted still to keep (laughs) doing things. But I couldn't wear it for a long time because my eyes would hurt because I had oh. like surgery and I just wasn't feeling very well with all of this. So okay. I tried to do things that would wouldn't maybe require me to spend hours and hours in VR. So I was catching up on some tutorials. I were catching up on some of the um, game lists that I wanted to share with my community for a while. So And, of course, I kept working with SideQuest, and we're doing some amazing stuff. Shane is a genius. (laughs) That is good.
0: (laughs) That is great.
2: And one of the most amazing things that finally is officially announced yesterday is that we have our very own official, official in-VR SideQuest app.
1: Oh, my goodness. That is so (laughs) cool. Congratulations. Tell us how it works. What can we Um, do in VR now?
2: Yes, yeah, so it, we kind of had this little app that people discovered that they could use uh, SideQuest in VR, but it wasn't really something we intended to do at that moment. But right now, it's the uh, it's the official um, app that you can even download directly from our website, sidequestvr.com. Get SideQuest, and there is an, a SideQuest launcher that you can get for uh, Windows or Mac. Now of course, you still need to connect it to your uh, headset to actually get it onto your Quest. Um, but basically after you do that, not just the App Labs, but side loading, um, including installing custom homes will be available to you directly in your headset. And you don't How really amazing need- is that? you don't need those cables anymore so you have the second app store right there with all the games that you cannot find in the official store not just the app labs but you know all the experimental titles all the stuff that like vr game ports installing those are so much easier too all the ports from dr b which are amazing uh you now get them super easily um and it's just if you try that app and there is an official video, you know, on, on the from SideQuest basically, uh, that just shows this nice polished little things that just makes it the UI overall so nice to use. Um, like for example, when you open that window, um, that SideQuest app, it automatically opens up the unknown sources or the virtual environments window, or the official store window, depending on what kind of content you are downloading. So you can place them side by side without like overlaying, and you don't need to click through all these menus to find what it is that you downloaded. It just opens up; that window opens automatically. So it's just so so nice and so pretty. And um, working in SideQuest, we often troubleshoot all kinds of issues, especially with the new users who can't really get there. Has to connect to computer or to get recognized by SideQuest. And there's just some steps that it's hard to, to find exactly what's causing the issue, right? It can be that their developer mode is not turned on. It can be that their organization isn't created, created, or that they haven't allowed ADB um, debugging in the, inside the headset, or that their cable is faulty. So there are so many like things that potentially could be the reason and now with this little launcher that we have on the PC, there are literally like sta- uh, status bars with green and red dots that show exactly what is blocking oh, you from being connected. That makes so
1: much sense. That is so cool. Yes.
2: Yes. So now you don't have to wonder like, what is it? What is it? Why isn't it connected? Like it's literally there. It tells you which, which step. Uh, is currently failing. So you, you can go and fix it yourself. And before that, um, if you're not very technologically versed, you would have to search help like in the support page or discord, which we're still there, we're still ready to help. But now it just makes a lot more. Um, it puts the user more in control to understand what's going on, uh, and help them fix the issue themselves. So it's wow. super exciting.
1: That is that is so cool. So in order to get the app onto the Quest, it's still the same. I need to uh, connect um, some side, side quest like before. And then I would uh, get get the VR app onto the Quest yes. 2. Yes, and yes. Then so there's a, little, do... launcher. Right. Yeah, there's like a the little launcher, right?
2: Yeah, there's like a little remote. Well, yes, you still, you still need yeah. to do that. But there is like this launcher that opens up in your computer that walks you through all these steps so you don't have to. You know necessarily find a tutorial video and go through it it tells you in this launcher what to do and then you can get it to your quest just by clicking one button in that launcher
0: nice
2: but if you already have everything set up that apk is also on our store so if you already have sidequest all set up you can go to the store just side load it to your headset and you're pretty much done
1: wow so cool um what what was new for me? The, what you were just talking about is the um, the home environment. That there are other mm-hmm. home environments. How cool is that? Are there do are there some pre installed ones from SideQuest themselves, or do they do they come from the community who make them? Or tell me a bit more about that.
2: Oh, uh, so custom home environments is like the best kept secret. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, <laughs> I totally feel like didn't a know lot that. of people no idea it, about it.
2: It's incredible. <laughs> so y- yeah. can you can you. D- if you haven't seen it, I'm actually I want you to see it now. Do you mind going oh. to sidequestvr.com and sharing okay. your screen? Yeah, okay, because sure. if you didn't know and then it's a very I high did, chance totally that a lot of people know. haven't known the two and it's a whole thing. There are hundreds of them.
1: What? Yes. That's so cool. There are hundreds have a discord, of custom right?
2: environments. They have their own discord and we are partnering with them and um, they are custom homes from games from uh animations just virtual sort of uh, fantasy-like environments there's one okay. from lord of the rings from simpsons from friends there's anything really so, that you want okay so wow, you go, go to games go to games yep. right and then do you see this many 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 icons in the top that's all yes. the uh, uh all these categories we have you right. see the one that's this logo with a little house above it
1: uh Custom homes here. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, with the Oculus. You have to change it to Meta logo. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that's better now. Better than the blue pretzel. That is so cool. Rick and Morty.
3: amazing. I I must say, I This is getting better and better.
2: All of them directly from within your headset without, well, it's side loading, but it used to be that, you know side learning you had to Great. be connected i never
3: got it because i thought it's too much hassle but no, it was used it used
2: it. to be a little bit of a hassle because you used yeah. okay the way it used to be you had to uninstall one of the environments you yeah. had and then use that as a shell and then install the new environments in that shell so it's it was kind of crazy but we still did it because it was cool but and Diana, uh, could I, I
3: ask you how to download the apk i mean where do you do it where, where do you download it the apk
2: you mean download the apk directly from sidequest
3: i mean i mean I mean, how to get this vr version of sidequest oh how, how to get it
2: well if you go to game i mean if you just you see we have a new search bar basically you type in mm-hmm. sidequest vr i believe that will be the very first one okay. um because i must yeah. say that yeah. i
3: started looking for it at the get sidequest page yes and
2: it's not yes. not there it is there. I mean it in the get side you will okay, so this is the actual APK that you sideload. But SideQuest if you go VR. to yeah, so that you just side it ratings. directly. <laughs> oh we change. just published it's brand new. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay, okay. But
2: if you go to get sidequest the very first link is the launcher. So that's the little thing that you get to your yes. Oh yeah, yeah, display. but it's for Windows
3: 10. You see where I'm where I'm confused?
2: But there is yeah, because that's the launcher. It's if you have never used Side quests before it yeah, also. But I have. I just
3: you. want the APK. How do I get that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I.
2: That's what Sebastian showed at the beginning. Okay. But This okay. one also helps. Okay, yeah. got it.
1: Yeah, cool. Okay. Very cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tiziano, yeah I have to tell cool you, like stuff. side quests. They are so happy to have you. You're doing such an amazing job of yeah letting people know about it, and it's really well, it's getting it's it's getting so cool side quests. So yeah. Send my best yeah, greetings to Shane. I, I would love to have him on the show here. Would it be amazing if he if he can be our guest sometime? I will you know? pass
2: on the message, Please. and this yep. is really incredible. Or either him, or maybe Orla or actually yeah, quite sure. enjoy doing live. Anyone shows as well. from the
1: team would be great to tell uh, us more so about it. See.
2: Yeah, but he's been working really. I mean, the whole team has been working really hard uh, on this app, and I personally think that this is like the coolest thing that happened to Quest this year.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty it's cool.
2: Just, it just opens up. Um, so much content to regular user without really too much work. Um, now that I actually have heard what what Simplex just said, that people get confused because we say it's for VR, but then you go to get SideQuest and it's for Windows. Well, yeah,
1: that makes sense.
2: That's just technically that original app. That little launcher substitutes it now, because okay. that launcher just explains to you how to connect your Quest and troubleshoot okay. it if it doesn't connect. It has uh, settings, and it has this easy uh, VR game port installation, and then it has this one button simplex. If you cool. click on that, then you get the VR app onto your headset. Yeah, I so mean, I got hung up on it. that,
3: you know, on that part where it's for Windows. You know,
2: <laughs> well, it's just the launcher. It's just the yeah, little I launcher. It. Okay. It's it's you. You can still get that just by clicking on that one button, and it'll get to your headset. Yeah, right. So. Right. So I guess that's a good that's a good feedback maybe we'll think on how to make it a little more clear for users yeah. what that launcher is but yeah so thank you for that but essentially sure. that's that's just so cool I'm I'm really and excited Congratulations
3: about that's amazing achievement and do really? you think there's ever any chance of it getting into app lab or facebook will never or meta will never allow another store you know directly you know on their store ah uh, you know I, I mean
2: that would be a good question to ask Shane or that, yeah, right. honestly
3: because wouldn't it be we need them fantastic- on this show soon yeah <laughs> but now I'm thinking about it if it was on up uh, even if it was on on the app lab you'd still have probably to do some uh steps to become a developer anyway so maybe that better, is, not-
2: yeah I I I, I don't think it's ever getting to App Lab. that's yeah. just yeah yeah. But you know no, what? I, 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 type of I
1: really hope that you could also feature here the, the Pico Neo 3 link. Because this is so open. You know, this headset is so open. You can simply get the APKs on there. Mm-hmm. So if you would in the future, I mean, when Pico also goes to the, the to the States, if you could also open it up for other headsets, I'm, I'm sure you will. I mean, I'm sure yeah, SideQuest will do I agree with
3: it. Sebastian. I think totally SideQuest should be uh, compatible with Pico Neo.
2: Technically it is compatible. Technically yeah, right. it is Just possible control. to sideload yeah. these things. So exactly, there's yeah. in fact it already is. So
1: Right. That's cool. Yeah, looking forward for things to come like there's so much potential in side quest and yeah, thanks for letting us know and do pass on the message. Yeah, we want official side quest um, yeah, the guys who who are in charge of it here on the show.
2: <laughs> I'll pass on the your congratulations and the message.
1: Perfect okay cool thank you tatiana and now yeah let's talk with you wukash simplex how how are you doing and first of all for all the people outside there who don't know you yet you are a vr enthusiast um from poland you have a very cool polish podcast so it's the next dimension podcast in polish basically exactly and yeah cool and uh, tell us what have you been doing since you were on the show last time <laughs> which is yeah. like a month and a month ago <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah actually I've been for, for, for some time I've been a bit burnt on VR because burnt. I've been doing this since birth yeah since 2016 yeah, and me I too. spent like <laughs> before powers you... yes. yeah, even before yeah like 2014 yeah. but yes, 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 I yeah. but I'm but now I can say that I started to getting, getting back into VR and I actually played two interesting games and I even streamed one of them on my channel and uh, the one the one game I played is Resist on Oculus Quest. Oh, mm.
1: how is it? I have not tried it yet, but I want to. You have
2: not? It's, no.
3: It's good. Like, yeah? it's like an open world, a small city. It's like, you know, cyberpunk city where you can uh, uh, like, uh, be like Spider-Man. Like a it's swing. a
2: cyberpunk Spider-Man. I okay. agree. Exactly. That's, like okay. You can
3: shoot, you can swing, you, you, you fight robots. It's really cool. <laughs> I was amazed, you know, for a quest game you can like go to the highest building you know uh, in the game you can see every building from there like you know there's no like culling and you can see okay. cars and people walking like you know 100 stories be- below and they're, they're okay. still there they don't disappear nice so try it okay i will
1: so from one to ten what is your rating for resist
3: i mean i haven't finished it yet okay so but my initial uh, impression is like eight easily so wow okay it's really good
1: Tatiana, what is your uh, rating from 1 to 10 for resist?
2: Um, um, I'm just trying to remember why I stopped playing it on some <laughs> point because re- I know I started. Repetitive. Yes, it does get a okay. bit repetitive. So, it has a storyline, but the whole storyline kind of just people talking in your head yeah. like through the radio or something. Yeah.
0: So, you don't okay. really
2: see that much interaction so there are two major places where the action takes place at least until the point that i play you're in the city in this impressive kind of skyline, which is really really cool but you do get used to it yeah, quickly it's, and it's then Olympic. there's like a garage like underground kind of thing where you buy your weapons and stuff and then the whole like the story hideout. is kind of yeah hideout and then the whole plot kind of unveils through this radiator thing so i think it gets a little repetitive so i would give it maybe a seven okay um but it's quite impressive that you can like swing and all this building their locomotion system is pretty cool um but you need to be comfortable with Heights <laughs> yeah all and right yeah, that's the, what I heard the, too.
3: the yeah. number of options that they have for locomotion for comfort is crazy okay they have like 30 options for it like every option has like a small tooltip it explains what it does and like, it's it's madness. Like the okay. number of options is, is incredible. And nice. the second game I played, that's a PC VR game, which is coming to Quest, actually. It's Into the Radius.
1: Oh, and yeah. Like, wow. You know, I, I I know some people in the German community who love it.
3: Love. And you too? I only started, and, okay. you know, I have, I had help because I streamed it and actually oh, yeah. some like into the radius pros, like veterans joined, you know, in, in English guys. So I had to switch. Like I had the stream, like into, in into languages at the same time. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's a bit janky because it was made by like a very small studio and it's very ambitious. It's like stalker, you know, in VR. And I had some problems because for example, the game told you to find a bracelet. And in one in in one place it told you to find the bracelet, and the, in the other uh, place it told you to find the band. And this bracelet is actually not like a you know jewelry bla- bracelet. It's like a military clock, like a military. Okay. Like a, it's a bracelet which has like a military clock on it. I couldn't find it because you know I was looking for a bracelet. You know? <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> and then, right. And then <laughs> actually, actually, it's not even that I couldn't find it. I picked up this military clock, and I but didn't you, know. But you that didn't I know actually, it's a bracelet. And the, yeah, and the game didn't tell me like. <laughs> directly that my objective was done oh, okay got like, it. Know, like, yeah. like 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 bing you did it it's just yeah. you had to look in your map and see that the color changed on, on on the there's like an uh you know marker on the map which was red and then if you pick it up it's green and i didn't right. know that but but the game is really really immersive like yeah that's what have, i heard
1: too you have to do everything yourself like every yes. single bullet yes. you have to yes. put it yes. into the thing i was the to <laughs> oh, yeah,
3: yes. <laughs> and like you know but it has really it has like do you know red redemption 2 this game was yeah. like it this game was criticized a lot that you have to like open every drawer manually yeah. uh-huh. and the guy would like rummage and some people don't like it it's a very slow game but you know you just have to like it and, okay yeah. yeah i think you know,
1: yeah when you love when you love immersion and when you just yeah. you open up to that being in that place and having to do everything like in reality then probably it's freaking amazing
3: and yeah, the graphics is nice too. Okay. It started crashing for me at some point at a very climactic moment. And I was like in this, it was dark, it was nice. Some monsters were like, you know, walking outside. I was in this building and I was like using my flashlight to look around. I opened uh, a cupboard, found some kind of binocular. You know, you have to just explore because then you find items. And then okay. it crashed. So, <laughs> But <laughs> so is it more like a shooter
1: or is it more like a um, puzzle game? No,
3: I think it's more like a stealth game. Okay. But oh, it is also yeah. a shooter. You can shoot uh, yeah. if you shoot. I like, sh- if you, I like shooting more than you can stealth. shoot. <laughs> but you have to but you know, if you take up your weapon, you first have to release the safety. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah, exactly. Go, like like, shoot. Like, in, like
1: in reality, probably yeah. right.
3: And oh, then wow. you know you, you hold it and then you do this, right? You have oh, yeah. to oh no, oh
2: okay. no. <laughs> but how is the accuracy and tracking with that? Because I, I feel mean, like the more detail you add the... to a game, the more things can go wrong because yeah, it's so yeah, VR. I yeah, like the game where the gun is like levitates and I yeah. just let it go and it's, it's in is, my hand. Same here,
3: like, I, same here. Just I, shoot. I agree with you. Just make that's it. Why I, I agree with it. you. That's that's, my game. that's why I love uh, Alex. Here you have to remember to put it back, you know, to your, to your holster. Yeah. I would and, drop you know, it
2: probably. Like, oh, yeah, and you know, gun. I I, I, I had this...
3: I was tell you, I had this uh, like very uh, common interaction. Like on this side, you have a shotgun and on this side, you have a backpack. But the backpack is like more to to the side. so I was I was often I wanted to take out the backpack you know to use my inventory to put something in the backpack I would put out my shotgun then I would try to hide I would try to put it back and I would drop it behind me you know on the floor so I would like turn around pick up the oh, shotgun, no. at, like oh, no. 10 times but you have to get used to it like it's part of the experience but yeah. the game is really very immersive and the atmosphere is amazing I don't yeah, know if you played stalker like this those anomalies it's it's okay. really who are you
2: stalking
3: no, it's the stalker is like a name of of a person. It's actually from oh. a Russian science fiction story. There's this Russian science fiction book by Strugatsky brothers, which is called "Picnic on the Side of the Road." I think it's it's quite famous. Some Russian director made a movie based on it. I don't remember his name. Maybe someone in the chat will know or or will Google it. And then there was, of course, the game Stalker, made by an Ukrainian developers. And uh, and in Stalker, yeah. in this original book there was some kind of alien civil like alien ship or something happened in a zone in a zone like in a in, in, in russia there was a zone where weird things started to happen we don't know why because of aliens and people started to go into the zone to pick up artifacts that could be powerful and these people were called stalkers and that's and right. that's basically and that, this yeah, that's this that. uh, book uh, made into a game Basically. Okay, right. cool. So, yeah. yeah,
1: it seems like that's something that I also need to try again. Because sure. I heard like some people really love that game, Into the Radius. So just lots at least of, do the tutorial, you
3: know. I went to it uh, quite skeptical and I got really mad when I re- re- read about this bracelet thing. But... I did
1: play the tutorial, but the tutorial was so long already. I thought, oh, wow, <laughs> it's, it's Actually, still the tutorial not over. Is
3: two part. You have to first do the part of the tutorial. Then you do the, a small mission where you have yeah, to right, find right. the bracelet, which yeah. is not a bracelet. And then you go back and you have the second part of the tutorial. Okay. Like, Good. But, yeah, yeah, but you have Into a Into the Radius.
0: Yeah, just one, yes. one thing
3: you have the shotgun and you have to like open it you know and put the shells in but then you can like manually you can just like like you know like wave it and it closes itself you know what i mean like the shotgun opens so you have to put in the shells and then you can just do this like you know like like if it was a whip i i don't you have to see it it's like an old two-barrel shotgun right okay and it opens like that right it opens to put the shells inside and after you after you do it you just like this and it closest it's cool. Oh, I'm sorry, right.
2: just remembered. Uh, Sebastian, we never asked yeah. how your week was. Oh,
3: yeah, oh, you're yeah. yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Thank yeah,
1: I'm you. I'm shutting up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you, um, Tatiana. Um, Simplex, you're, you're finished? Yeah, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, yeah, also, also, really good. Lots of work to do, of course. I, I also did play some games. I have a Quest Two again. Uh, mine was stolen, but now I have a new one, and I did play. I did play some some games on it. Like I tried a game that's now um, on on sale. It's called Stride. You know Stride. It's like the parkour game where you have to uh, do parkour and, and jumping and crazy, crazy climbing and even shooting and zip lining and everything together. I really like it. I like it so much. Oh. It's it costs like 9 euros or what. It's it's really cheap. And mm. yeah, I can recommend it. I, I love this kind of parkour games. Mm. Um so 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 that was lots of fun. I tried the single player but I also still want to try it in multiplayer. So if anyone out there would like to play multiplayer games with me, can we can do that. <laughs>
2: Congrats yeah, on mirror's Edge VR.
1: Passed. Mirror's Edge VR basically. Exactly. So that was good and one of my favorite games in VR is actually a rhythm game. It's called Pistol Whip. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I love this game. I really love this game. It is just so much fun to shoot in the rhythm, and yep, it's just like st- straight direct action. I'm I'm not so pa- patient. <laughs> yep. So probably into the radius, it might be like too long winded for me. But who knows? So into the um, Pistol Whip got a new. Got a new version, uh, like a new download, uh, like uh, some uh, some new content called the Contracts Update. And now there are contracts that you have to fulfill, like you have to play several certain levels in succession. And it's fun. It's I love this game. It's super great. So Pistol Whip was good. Yep. Also <clears throat> here, I, I spent lots of time again with the Pico Neo 3 Link in this Playport mode. There was an update for it and yeah before it still had some bugs, as in like the display port connection would sometimes get lost, but now they have fixed it, and this is such a great experience now with the pico with the pico neo three link it it is most probably going to replace my reverb g two as a daily driver, so wow, it is so good that Tatiana is now gone <laughs> yeah. where, where is she come back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah <Baby come> <laughs> exactly <laughs> and bring back my meta collection <laughs> yeah yeah right, so so that was that that was really good, also um actually I think she's she back, yes, oh wait, wait Maybe
3: wait, wait, technical me... issues
1: you know? here, and here here she is again, hello,
2: I was gone, you I were gone. <laughs> Yes. Sorry. I wasn't sure if it was me or the whole thing. I think it's something with my internet. I apologize. So. You're
1: right. No problem. <laughs> yep. Also, another thing that I was working on <clears throat> is something really cool. So, a German TV channel wants to do a whole show in the metaverse. And they're working together with me to make it happen. I'm the specialist the VR specialist so I'm working together with a German TV channel to yeah to bring to bring a show that is made in the metaverse and uh, yeah wow it's so exciting so I'm spending lots of time to make that happen and yeah you will obviously you will obviously um, find out about that once it's going to happen and I'm going to do behind the scenes videos of how we're doing this so yeah wow Super
2: congratulations cool. which uh platform are you going to be using
1: i'm not sure if i can reveal that right now oh. so um yeah probably there's going to be a big reveal I so i i don't want to i don't want to uh do it now <laughs> but it's, it's cool <laughs> it's it's unbelievably cool like a whole show in vr and yeah that's going i assume to
2: it's make... not going to be the horizon worlds <laughs>
1: <laughs> this one i can this one i can tell you no it's not horizon <laughs> so so the metaverse VR it's chat? getting more real. Oh my god. It's getting more real. It's getting more real. So that is that is something that's going to happen on the channel as well. So the behind the scenes stuff, you will be able to see it here. And yeah, the first TV show from Metaverse and MRTV plays a part in it, making making it happen. Oh, that's so cool. So will it be yeah. possible
3: to view it in the, in the virtual reality or yeah, also. Okay, cool.
1: Yes, Great. yes, right. Yeah. Congrats. So yep. We bought like 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 nine headsets for the actors <laughs> to to be in VR and oh yeah very cool very cool stuff. So that was that's what I was busy with. All right, so now now we've talked about us and now now it is time to start with our first topic here, and we we're going to start with the Deckard the Valve Deckard a VR headset. That Bradley Bradley Lynch, YouTuber, analyst, and a cool cool dude in general, legend. has a legend, a legend. Let's say it like this: a legend. <clears throat> he has <laughs> he has found out about it basically all on his own, right? By by simply checking out code, which I th- I still think is like unbelievable thing to do. To be so patient to to look through like thousands of lines of code to find out about about uh, yeah a headset that is not even there yet right so so Brad has checked out some some new stuff okay first of all this is a, this is a patent and and that which is cool but you know what i don't i'm not in the in the best position to talk about it let's talk to the man himself and here it is. Bradley. Hi. Hi, Bradley. Hi. Oh, we can't hear you yet. We can't hear you yet.
0: You have Can to you say, you know what you like have to it. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know
4: what you have to say. Hi, I, I, I'm, I'm Brad. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yes, strike. strike. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley. <It's> like, <laughs> so,
1: so good to have you here. First of all, how are you doing?
4: Really good right now, actually. Um, I I kind of like I don't know, I'm feeling very uh, positive. I mean, uh, like I said, I, you know, you guys are talking about like how it's just kind of crazy to data mine code. But for me, right? when something like that is like when Valve lets that stuff out, that's like Christmas morning for me. <laughs> so I'm I'm like still coming off of that high a little bit. Wow. You know, like it's, it's wow. it just it's, it feels good. But also like I, I was able to like launch a, a website a little bit. To, oh, yeah. um,
1: Tell us what's the name of the website? I want to show it.
4: It's wow. uh, sadlyinreality.com.
2: <laughs> Sadly it's reality.
4: <laughs> Sadly in reality. In reality. Um, because we're all sad that we're in reality. That's why we're all trying to escape it, I think. But yeah, <laughs> yeah right. But yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's just like a little website because... Um, I. So <laughs> it's gotten to the point uh, in my YouTube and career where if I report on something, people will tend to re-report it. Right. Yeah. Um, the absolutely issue awesome. Is, <laughs> I, I'm happy about it, but sometimes it's uh, <laughs> it, it's it never my to me. fault. Clickbait. Uh, well, right? It's it's my fault sometimes. But like uh, when I do a video form of, of something new, it gets lost in translation. So I figured okay. if I'm gonna do like a big data mind th- dump, I should just do it in text form so I can control better what communication goes across because I don't. Sense. That's yeah, smart, it just yeah. it just makes it a lot easier for me, and and I, I get a lot less stressed when I see people not misunderstand me. So, <laughs> right. So
1: everything is there in writing now. Sadly, yeah. in reality. And here, for example, your SteamVR 1.23.2 data mine, and yeah, all all the information is there now.
2: Mm. You've got everything. a video too. I don't cool. see it linked here, but you've got a um, a video on that.
4: I do have a video on it, but I think this. I, I honestly think this is better than the video like honestly. Um it's just it, it, it lays everything out better than the video because the video I actually isn't I shouldn't have done this but um I made the video 5 hours after we uh me and my like friend like it's not just me it's it's me and, like a couple of discord users on my discord we all get excited we all work together we we don't sleep. Um we we just <laughs> We enjoy it, right? So okay. we we spent about five hours when the, the the patch launched, and I was like, I won't be able to sleep until I upload a video about this. This is too exciting, right? So get right. it out of
2: your system. Do exactly. You
4: so, yeah. So and you know that, that that was good for me being able to relax, but at the same time, you know it, it's it's usually better to sleep on it and like think about it. So the article I think is just better in general.
1: Perfect. Cool. Cool. Great. So yeah, I, I can imagine this. So. Valve puts out a new version of their the their, their, their Steam VR, right? The beta. And it's full of new stuff. <laughs> and that's exactly what you're after. So I totally understand yeah. that it's like, like Christmas Eve for you. So tell us. Tell us what you've found. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, in one word. How about <laughs> we flip to that page for a little bit? I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll,
4: I'll, exactly. I'll go through each section. Okay. Like okay. Um, okay. Yep. So so the biggest thing for sure was that so I would also remind people, Valve does this on purpose. Like this is like their marketing. So um, the fact that we're talking about it, they did all yep. this on purpose. They anyway, made it. Yeah. So this is. Um. There was a few tweaks that you can make to the code to activate two new menus. Um. The first one was a system menu, and anyone who uh has either seen a Steam Deck UI or has one, this system menu looks exactly like it. Like yep. you literally go into the settings, and it's it's it looks like this. Um. But there's some slight differences, like you have to designate a Steam VR install, and it even gives you in giant yellow letters mm-hmm. that uh, when you do a software update, it doesn't update Steam VR. So that kind of goes along with my uh, belief that Deckard itself, the front, will have uh, an ARM chip, Qualcomm chip that we found data mining, an old version of SteamOS that was accidentally leaked. I, I, I don't think that was on, on purpose, by the way. Steam OS3 was accidentally uploaded um to a forum meant to help a developer to um restore his dev kit, Steam Deck. But um it was a more public forum, and that and that guy tried to delete that version of SteamOS 3 like five minutes after posting it, but people watched this stuff and we got access to it and we found some references to Qualcomm proprietary cores and stuff in a deckard file. Okay. So yeah. Um that's the big thing. Uh, I mean, you can also see a lot of stuff here, uh, in this menu other than like updating, uh, the actual firmware of assumedly the Deckard. I don't think valve is going to be updating other companies' firmwares. Like that doesn't right. sound right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also there's a new thing called uh, XR service, which, uh, and down here it's XR service Cal, which stands right. for yeah. calibration. And, um, this this would show the last day you calibrated this XR service. Um, we believe that it's related to Valve's upcoming like, camera based tracking system, um, which would also be useful for mixed reality, because that's like the big hype thing. E- even Valve, who is right. heavily dedicated to VR. I mean, it, I mean, this this could could have been a mixed reality device. You know, every right. everything's going to have cameras. Um, so, so one moment for all the
1: people who are listening to this podcast shit. now and who are wondering. What are they talking about? Well, Valve Deckard is yeah. supposedly the next VR headset from Valve after the Valve Index, and yeah, Bradley has found out about it, which is amazing. So with this new with this new dump, um, yeah, we're learning a lot of things, and that is that is what um, Bradley is not talking about. So you said like there's probably an XR2 chipset in it. So is it like um, is it like a standalone headset that is? That is simply streaming Steam VR games via Wi-Fi. Is it that, or how does it work? Okay, in your you know,
4: I I know you I know you guys were going to talk about the Apple headset a little bit, but I really want to mention this real quick. Yeah, you um, can do it, of course. Yes. Yeah, so the rumor about the Apple headset is it's going to have two chips in it, right? There's going to be what's what they call is like Bora, which is like supposed to be similar to like an iPhone A, fourteen type chip. And it's going to work together with an M two, which is like the chips they put in their iPad Pros and like the the, the, the MacBooks and stuff. Right. And the idea is that they 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 like they'll, they'll send all the ca- the camera data, and all and the smaller chip will handle all that, and then communicate with the bigger chip, which will do all most of the the heavy load graphics processing and all that stuff. Right. Deckard feels very similar to that, in my opinion. That concept. Okay. um Whereas instead of I mean Valve wouldn't be able to use Apple's A14 chip or whatever, but they would use a Qualcomm chip, and they're building all of these systems within Steam VR to, like for example, if you scroll down, there's a section yeah. called standalone system layer. Um, this used to not yeah. work, but th- uh, scroll Just down. It? Wait, uh, hold on, let me see. Now it'll be like an actual dark menu, like a like a normal Steam VR menu. Uh, keep going, keep going. Yeah going up no, keep going there's more <laughs> okay uh keep going okay it's it's near wow. the bottom i think okay. honestly yeah i know there's a lot here um keep, <laughs> sorry no problem so lots of things to hear here yeah yes. uh, one more one more okay oh wait That's oh i adorable. guess I didn't, <laughs> wait wait scroll up. i'm sorry i mean it was it uh anyway salon system here. layer oh yeah i did take a picture yeah it's that so right there that that that, that dark photo um this is a valve internal menu. This is something that anyone can actually activate uh, if they do some tweaks to the code valve internal means this is the menu that valve themselves will turn on to test a lot of different features related to dashboard and overlay and stuff. Um, And there's two systems in there that are probably not meant for headsets on the market today. One of them is called prism that doesn't work, but we think it's the communication layer between those two chips. Um, But the other one is standalone system layer. And this used to not work at all. Like it used to, When you turned it on, it would crash SteamVR. Now what it does, (laughs) it activates the feature of deactivating all the feature sets of the dashboard, like everything in the dashboard. You can still launch games in SteamVR. You can still do all this stuff, but it just kills the entire process and all the sets with it. So you've ask yourself, why would they want to do that? Right. Well, my belief is if they have a standalone SoC like an XR2, it's likely it would behave very similar to when you connect uh, like a Quest 2 via Wi-Fi to SteamVR. Like it, it still has its own internal menus, but using that chip. Uh, so like Deckard would have its own UI built into the headset, but it would still communicate with SteamVR and be designed to work all the systems with SteamVR um, just in its own specialized UI and firmware and stuff. So um, that's how that kind of works. Um, sorry if I'm going really fast, but I'm, there's no, a lot good. of info yeah exactly
1: yeah so um, yeah so is it a standalone headset that would simply get um, the Steam VR games via Wi-Fi Is it that or
4: or so, so this is yeah. what I think <laughs> this is what I think's happening like okay, please tell us <laughs> yeah sorry I should I should explain this so I don't I, so I think there's I, I, I kind of talked about this before, but I think it's very true. So I think valve is going to release a base Deckard uh, okay. headset which will just be the XR2 and it'll be designed just like how the index is. They're expecting their PC VR enthusiasts to adopt it. Like, I mean, you're all P- going
1: to buy it. Everyone.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah <basically>, but, yeah. <laughs> but I do think they are very interested in relate either. I'm, I'm thinking later after launch, if they do launch it soon or whatever, they would sell head straps with, actual compute units x86, some, something like uh, similar to what the Steam Deck, uh, SOC is like the, the, the AMD, and just using the same process as it, it's basically the same as um, the arm chip working with your PC wirelessly or wired. But instead of using an actual your PC, they would just have that little computer on the back of your head and okay. connect it uh, to have a full standalone PC VR experience. Wow. That's what I think they're going with, for sure. Wow, that That is interesting.
2: Isn't that what Pimax Crystal, I think? I mean, they have Um, the Wi-Fi module, and they have this specific module, because Wi-Fi would be too slow for that. So they have their own kind of a connector device thing. So is this something similar that you're seeing there?
4: When I first saw them announce the 12K, and they were like, hey, we're going to do... Uh, PC VR, but we're still going to include an XR2 chip so we can get like Wi Fi and all these benefits out of that. When they announced that I was like, this is this is pretty much what valve is looking to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very it's very similar. 100% very similar. I just think what valve is doing is obviously gonna be way more integrated to steam VR. Right. And like, you know, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of benefits, not even just like wireless, but a huge benefit uh, to have a chip inside of a PC VR headset. you can do things like have reprojection built into the headset instead of your computer doing that um you know i know sebastian got to see tilt 5 um yeah that runs that was so cool it it is cool that runs at 180 hertz and it it doesn't require content to run at 180 hertz they have a chip on board the glasses that does the reprojection up to 180 hertz so again that's just like a very simple uh explanation of like hey if you have a dedicated chip to do these things, you get more performance out of like, like a PC or something.
1: Cool. But like, um, if you, if they have this computer, which goes into the back of your, of the strap, um, -hmm. I'm just wondering, would it be powerful enough to have like Steam VR games? Like even like the Steam Deck now, it is not great for VR, right? Right. So, 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 do you think this is already possible, or let's or go
4: back or? to that article real quick? Yeah, yeah, right, right. right.
1: <laughs> let me let me put up your cool new website. What's called scroll Tedling up Reality. just a little bit. you'll, yeah. see, you'll see an
4: area. Right. Um, it's like a like oh, it's like a no. It's a little bit further up, I think. Um, yeah, a little bit more, a little bit more. Oh actually you did already go to it. I'm sorry, it was where the two pictures were together. Sorry, it's very I didn't have my thing maximized so I can see. Um, so yeah, this yeah. one right here. AMD Little Phoenix. Um, so there's a YouTube channel that covers heavily uh, like he's basically me but he covers like AMD uh, Nvidia Intel like leaks related to that. Okay And he recently heard literally last week that uh, AMD is working on a Van Gogh successor. And this image actually lays out all the specs that he heard about it. And it's like, it's going to be like, like four nanometer. It's going to have Zen three, um, or no Zen four RDNA three. And it's going to be like a smaller chip than Van Gogh is smaller die. Mm -hmm. And like all of these things, you can definitely pack that into a small compute unit. That's cool on the back for sure. Because even like you think about the quest two in Cambria, they're just running everything on an XR2, which is a, basically based on X, um, a Snapdragon 865 chip exactly. from like three years ago, smartphones from three years ago, and they can do all that. What if you have two chips working together? It, it's Again, it's very similar to the concept of the Apple HMD that all the rumors are saying. It's very similar. It's crazy how similar it is.
1: Wow. So... That would be interesting. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. So if you, if I already have a great gaming PC, which well, like, we <laughs> we crazy enthusiasts have it, we get the base version of the Deckard, which would simply use what is it, Wi Fi E or six uh, E or is it another um, AY
3: something? What
1: kind what, of Wi Fi is it what? using? Which one for um, like the, the the basic the basic unit? You said like probably it's going to be a basic unit where you yeah. already have that. You already have a PC, and then it's going to wirelessly. Like play your Steam VR games. So, what is the Wi-Fi connection like? Is it Wi-Fi 6E or is it some other?
4: I imagine it would be 6E at this yeah. point. Like, okay. uh, like yeah. everyone's makes, buying makes that for high end right now. Um, like Apple's buying mm-hmm. 6E chips. Uh, uh, Cambria is supposed to have 6E. Like everyone's buying right. those chips for their because Qualcomm they they support um they 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 supply a chip called the FastConnect 6900 that works mm-hmm. with the XR2. So like that's not a difficult thing but okay. um, that that on i'm glad you bring that up because you, you never know because another benefit of having soc is it can communicate with things you attach to it right so maybe right. later on you can have like a a, a y gig to mm-hmm. head strap instead for like that compressionless uh stuff you know okay how was so how, how, the what, standard 802
3: yeah. uh, ay right yeah that's
4: Y gig too right yep yeah all right so got good. it
3: also Sorry, uh, let me just get back for a second to the, to the channel you talked about. This it's called Moore's Law is dead, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, this guy had actually actually had an interview with the Oculus engineer. Uh, yeah, he did, like yeah. Two months, two weeks ago, three weeks mm-hmm. ago. So if you're interested, if anyone's in- interested, uh, his channel is Moore's Law is dead. And on May thirty first, he had, and he, he made me laugh because he pronounced Vive. vive. I don't know if it's was <laughs> oh, like, I know, purpose I know. or want, was yeah. drawing
4: or I don't know. But. <laughs> I'm actually going on his podcast tomorrow. Yeah? So I'll okay, be able to okay. set him straight oh. on those. Yeah, do that, please. Tell him. <laughs> why. He,
3: he knows his stuff, you know, about CPUs,
4: GPUs, oh, yeah. but for VR, he's like, sometimes. Yeah, he, he admits <laughs> that he's new to it. So, yeah. Yeah, he's you great. Can tell channel.
1: him. Yeah, you can tell him all about it. Okay, cool. So, how about split rendering? That's something that you were also excited about, right, Bradley? <laughs> Doesn't so, work, is it? Should I go back to the webs to your website and uh, so, so, so <laughs> everything
2: I actually just explained That's about website like is just one article. That's all you need. <laughs> it, yeah, it is yeah, exactly. Right now, Why do I have you here?
4: <laughs> no, but um, basically, the idea of split rendering is mostly all the stuff I was kind of explaining. Like, yeah, you you offload like free projection, tracking, <laughs> camera data, like all that stuff only on the soc built in the, the, the headset and then it chooses what to communicate like the idea is for a, like a pc or an a- x86 compute unit you want that to be doing just the main game or software right like just because people don't realize um even just for like uh calculating all the controller data and stuff um that is a lot of cpu power on your pc itself so if you can even upload offlo- offload some of that onto like the XR2, um, you can have better performance generally. And then, and then you start adding like you know eye tracking for phobia and rendering, which also is like camera data that you need offloaded on chip. It just that's kind of the concept really.
1: Okay, great. So um, does the Deckard have eye tracking?
4: I, I think it will a hundred percent. I think every okay. high end headset at this no point hazard. yeah makes sense. Yeah, it's it's yeah. HDR. Well HDR is a difficult we might want to talk about that when the meta 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 thing. I I can I can give you a big explanation on HDR and like Yeah, we'll we'll say that for later, I think. Okay,
1: Okay, great. Yeah, great, very cool. Um anything else um that you found in this dump?
4: Yes. Um a few things that you might enjoy is like let me double check real quick. Oh, yeah, we found uh, references to Decker DevTools. I think you're right. You're yeah, pretty much here. right there. Yep. Um, I don't know if I need to explain what DevTools are. <laughs> That's usually like something you supply a software to developers that are working with a developer kit. Um, and they just threw that out there in the code that they're, um, they have systems built for these Decker DevTools um, in that picture there. Uh, okay. And in that, and, and the only system they, that we know for sure that is related to these Deckard Dev tools is related to um, pairing Lighthouse and Lighthouse dongles to the Deckard. So people that love the Lighthouse system, like if you if you love full body tracking, I don't, Valve is not abandoning Lighthouse. Okay. I, I don't know Good
1: news how for the people who like that yeah.
4: Right, like like I I I use full body tracking every time I'm. Like I'm, I'm mostly a VR chat user, so I I use it all the time. So that would suck. Like I I, I built this entire ecosystem of yeah. accessories and lighthouses in my room. It would it would be unfortunate they just dumped it without any support. So that's in there. But but um,
1: what does it mean that it will just support lighthouse pairing? Does it also mean that actually the tracking is going to change? It's going to be some insider tracking? Well, if, if, if the xr2 chipset is inside then it means probably yes the the, the standard for camera thing that well has to be done if you go with the xr2 chipset right so it's
4: kind of difficult um i read a lot of their patents what they want to do um it seems like they would want it seems like that they want to combine camera and like something like lighthouse together to get um like even more benefits out of tracking, um, because the better tracking you have, you can start predicting more frames in advance, um, because they can learn like, hey, you're, if like, let's say the, the refresh rate is 2000 hertz for tracking instead of 1000 hertz, when you're starting to move your head to the right, that 2000 hertz is going to give better accurate predictions of where you're going to be looking. And that also kind of helps with like, Rendering and predicting frames. So I, I don't really know, though, like officially, how far it's going to go. Like I don't know if they're going to include lighthouse um, sensors in the headset, but they are working on different types of sensors, um, just from patents alone. So, uh, oh, yeah, I should mention there was a there was a patch like months ago where they did activate uh, or they they had strings to a new type of uh, way that lighthouses can pulse the uh, ir leds which is not something that lighthouse 2.0 anything can do so yeah i, I don't I, I don't know I, I can only speculate on what that stuff means right. you know
1: got it got it yeah but yeah i would i would guess that they will not force people to set up base stations at this point in time i think we're pretty much there where it's we don't want it some I people know. want it of course but in general, right, for to get more people into VR.
4: Yeah, they work with a it's they confirm work with a computer vision company called Arcturus Industries, and they've actually given some live public like there's there's a video on YouTube has only like 300 views. But this is a company that Valve works with just for computer vision. They built RoomView 3D actually for Valve, um, the Index, but they've been showing what they've been working on the past few years. And they've shown that even with just two cameras, like something like the Index, the two stereo cameras, they can do slam tracking just with that already. And it looks okay, really yeah. good and they can do mapping environments and stuff. So if you think about it, like, let's say you want to release a super high end headset and, but you want people to adopt it. Well, if you start with a base model that like has camera tracking that makes things easier, right? For people. But if people want to, you know, start to splurge a little bit and still support lighthouses for all the other things. And yeah, it's like an upgrade path in my opinion.
1: Right, that makes sense. Yeah, cool. Oh wow, so many interesting things.
2: Well, <laughs> speaking fun. of the uh, production stage, what would that? What do you think that is at the moment? I I know it's too early to talk about the timelines and when it's. May so or may oh, tell us there. when it comes <laughs> out.
0: No, <Yes. laughs> that release date so, to the day. day. But yeah. like,
2: what is the stage right now? Because I you know. I'm learning a lot right now, but I'm just curious. Like, what are we talking about at the very beginning, like the embryo kind of stage, or you think that it's a little more advanced than that?
4: So So, uh, in March, so so last year in January and uh, and then later June, they were showing off in the code like Deckard proof of concepts, like literally in the code, it said Deckard proof of concept A, Mm. proof of concept C. That was last year, but in like March of this year, they left that POC term. And switched to and added in the code Deckard Mini D. That's what they called it. I don't don't know what the heck Mini stands for in this case. But in this new update, if you want to go back to the page, um, there were some references uh, in the code. If you want to pull it up real quick, you can even pull it up. (laughs) Just keep it there for the entire show. I like to do it. I like it. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) it's only a little bit. It's like two sections down. The white, the white code image. Yeah, right there. Mm -hmm. There is a reference, there's references to a new, so, uh, there, there's a driver's folder, uh, in SteamVR and this code is trying to reference to a set of drivers that doesn't exist, um, in there. And all they call it is driver CV underscore HMD, which. Uh, Oh yeah.
2: Yellow in yellow, right?
4: Yeah. Like all the orange you can see and yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's only a few things that CV can stand for. I don't want to, like, say what it stands for, but you know that that's a new a new string. We never seen CVHMD. We don't have a drivers file called this. It's just, yeah, um, and it's related to the internet menu, which is all about like creating hotspots so a wireless headset can connect to SteamVR easily. So I don't know. It might be close. They have a Steam I. You know, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Tell us when that. it comes out. Yeah, I don't know. But I I, I, do think, yeah. I do think like they are farther than people kind of give them credit for. Like, I, I okay. think uh, everyone's like, okay, everyone says t- 2024, right? And I'm like, oh, no, too long. Valve, Valve has been working like, okay, there was a uh, there was an article that was published on Upload VR like a month ago. And uh It was at an event called SID Display Week, and there was this company known as Imagine who they make micro display or or OLED on Silicon displays, OLED micro displays. And um, I've been speculating for a while that Valve paid them to design a 4K micro display. And uh, it was really funny because um, I was kind of talking to David Heaney of Upload VR before this. I'm like, this company has had to work with Valve, like I really believe it because I-, I was excited because I got to interview the CEO of that little um, company. But uh, yeah, and then then me and him both went in different times, and they have a they had the 4K display in there, and on the board it said Steamboat as the driver board, like Steamboat, which you know, hmm. valve owns steam or whatever. And like coincidence. <laughs> co- yeah. I no, a weird yeah. coincidence, right? Um, <laughs> Interesting coincidence. And, and, and you know, Heaney was asking them questions about that display. And a- after he talked to the CEO, Heaney was on board with, with the same, like, yeah, valve paid them for the, to make this display. And what's cool about that display is this design was kicked off in 2018 or 2017, actually. And it was it was like pretty much done in 2019, which was when the index came out. So like mm-hmm. people think that oh, Valve must only started working on their headset last year. I mean, just like every company, Valve works yeah. on prototypes all the time, and you know that they they've been working on this for a while. It's just getting the the, the the other steps that it's hard to speculate on because we we finally had Ming-Ching Kuo, who is a very popular supply chain analyst. He always. Uh, predicts about the Apple the stuff. The most popular supply
1: chain, yeah, leaker or yeah, uh, yeah, analyst, analyst, yeah.
4: Right. He just he yeah. just published an article like a couple days ago, and he was probably the first analyst I've ever seen mention Valve as a hardware creator. Because when you watch the supply chains, no one cares about Valve like ever. They they never follow Valve. You know, they they follow Meta, they follow Apple, they follow Microsoft. Like, so it's very hard for people like me to get information on what status um, a headset is in compared is to like valuable? Cambria. Yeah. And it, it, so like, I was really excited seeing him mention Valve because I, I I hope that people like him will kind of pay attention more to the supply chain, because it's always been like a much better indicator of progress for a device um, like like Cambria, for example, we, we know that it's in PBT stage, which is which is production verification test, which is like the last like, that's, that's finished. basically consumer. Yeah, finish. Right. So,
1: right. Um let me get back to that display so <laughs> okay. it's it's a it's a micro OLED display right
4: yeah um and it's yeah, a very it, it's very small it's actually not very small. Okay. Uh, how how yeah tell that's
1: that's super interesting for me. Like how how big is it? Do you know the, the exact yes. uh, the dimensions?
4: Oh, yeah, it's it's about two point one inches in diagonal. Okay, so great. it's very similar to a lot of displays that are being matched with like pancake type optics right now. Okay. That's usually the size where you can get a big FOV. That is exactly what what I was after.
1: Because yeah. if if it was too small, then they could never get that index FOV, right? Which is nice, and I, I yes. kind of feel like it would be not good to have like a smaller FOV after people got used to that nice yeah. index FOV. Right? Actually,
3: lots of people in the chat were talking about the FOV of yeah. index and that they want bigger FOV and Facebook exactly. not delivering. Right, yeah. right. I agree. I love I love my index FOV.
4: Yeah. So, uh, and, and and you know, if you take a hundred degrees, like just a hundred, that that's like the standard whatever you know you, just for easy math if you have a 4k wait it's actually 3600 by by 4000 but that's like basically 4k if you had a 100 degree fov with those kind of specs per eye that's like that's a 40 pixels per degree which is kind of like the the, the beautiful the baseline that people want to start reading text and stuff like everyone says 60 ppd is like yeah the but human so. eye but really you want know, like 40 is like the in like what everyone in the industry says like we need to reach that
1: i um, think i think the arrow has like 35 fish and it's like yeah. a wonderful picture mm-hmm. uh, probably you have yeah you've for sure seen it it's great so yeah 40
4: speaking about fov though because you know yeah. i i am sorry you, you you've activated a monster um, yeah i like <laughs> <laughs> There's a patent. Release the kraken. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It. There's a pattern where Valve uh, wants to counter-rotate displays. I think I have talked about last time, but just a reminder. Um, usually, displays are rectangle and they're like always like this. Valve was like, thinking about doing this to uh-huh. get more vertical FOV, especially because you know usually the FOV of a display is based on how wide and how tall it is. Well, well, exactly. the diagonals are always the longest points, and you know that's just a patent. Um, but. This was many months ago, um, like last, late last year. We found references in the code that show strings that they could set the degree of a counter-rotated panel. So again, you start looking at patents, then you start seeing codes that kind of reference what they're trying to do. You can be like, oh, it seems likely that Valve might be trying to do that rotated panel thing and, and you know get more FOV out of these uh, high-resolution displays. You know?
1: Cool. That sounds cool. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining it, like like uh, how it would look like, because, well, the pictures, it's still rectangular, right? So somehow, I'm, I'm not sure how they would actually use that that edit um, FOV.
4: Well, you know, yeah, like most knows. displays that are in VR headsets, they're usually like most of the displays kind of turn off anyway for the most part. Right, like, right, um, that if makes you, sense. Like even the the Quest 2 LCD, which is you know that's one display, one long rectangle display, the, the the per eye resolution for that display is actually not accurate because most of the pixels are off near the edges anyway. Um, so it's it's a lot of that kind of similar topic, and um, you know there, there's a lot there's a lot of stuff about how like they render they render things like kind of circular to fix for barrel distortion and all these other things. So th- there's a lot of tricks that happen. Um, like, I, I, I took apart my Vive one day, and when you plug it in, it's not showing the full square lit up. Mm-hmm. It's showing more of a circle for the most part. For okay. Those
1: okay. That makes sense. Yeah, cool. That would be interesting. So, w- w- what is your ex- expectation, um, Bradley, about the FOV? Is it going to uh, match the index?
4: So. Oh. We need to talk about. We're, we're, I know. I know you're going to talk about the meta prototypes, and there's a lot of stuff yeah. in there I want to talk about that relates to Deckard. Okay. But, cool. We will. We can do it. Yeah. That. I. I think. I think it's similar. I, I don't expect yeah. more. I, I even think getting similar is it's still like kind of tough because of reasons. Yeah. But. Um. I, I. I. think. I'm not. I'm not going to predict more because that just seems difficult in general.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. I mean the displays are smaller than the one in the index and
4: the one benefit is they're probably going to be using folded optics of some some type so they can get pancake, the display lenses? closer right. right i want to, right. again i want to talk more about that later okay there's there's okay. some interesting stuff about it
1: perfect let's do that later when we talk about the meta research yeah mm-hmm. um what is foxnet i saw it before here in your uh yeah, are- so
4: that whole thing I explained about how um, a Valve employee, they, they uploaded a SteamOS 3 before the deck came out. Um, right. oh, is definitely- yeah, there was only three files in that firmware that references the Deckard and SteamVR and stuff. And this is literally a file that was leaked in there called Deckard.py. Okay. Um, and these are a bunch of uh, cores that uh, a, a program called FoxNet Right. Um, if you go, if you scroll up to that white, yeah, those are a bunch of cores. Um, Foxnet was reporting thermals to an x86 computer, and this is where we originally figured out the idea that oh, they're doing pretty much the Apple thing. They're 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 combining. Where Apple though, they, they use two um, ARM chips, a small one, and a large one. But um, there's not much differences in ARM and x86 anymore as as things are getting closer together. But yeah, these this is this is all these um in here, there's a few cores in there that tell us it's a Qualcomm chip because they're proprietary to Qualcomm technology. So, and okay. this is okay. Decker.py, python file literally called decker. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: anything else from this dump that you would like to uh, talk about? New theater but, mode?
0: Yeah, we can talk
4: <laughs> okay. about new theater mode. Um, yeah, it's it very does. simple. Uh, you know, theater mode has been I, I'm, I I doubt anyone here uses the Steam VR Theater Mode ever. Uh, it's like pretty garbage. Like you open a non-VR app and it launches this Unity instance, and right all of a sudden you have Steam VR running, you have this Unity app running, you have the game running, and it's it's a non-updated Unity mess. Uh, Valve is finally changing that. They they've been uh, building a theater mode, and we actually got I, I actually got it to work a little bit, which is what that little short um, video above the section is. Yeah. And uh, they're basically taking all the systems. Oh, it's, it's the other one. Sorry, yeah. they're basically taking all the systems of the overlay. Um, like they've been adding a lot of stuff where you can snap overlays into your environment and everything. Um, but it just it will just have like a theater on uh, games. Non VR games will be able to set a tag so that they automatically launch this theater mode that's built directly into the dashboard and everything. And they're also adding shaders, so there'll be like some really nice looking real time reflections coming off of the screen. Mm -hmm. And then you start thinking about like, well, if they're gonna like maybe have AR pass through cameras, that would be really really cool if they can you you can place a giant uh, screen with a high resolution comfortable headset and play like, you know, that that's always the common example for AR. Um, But like also giving off reflections in your room would be neat if they have that figured out.
1: Agreed. Skydome?
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know what this is. Um <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's uh, in your text. You're yeah.
4: Right. It, it's just like some picture files. They're like skyboxes, but they're not okay. they're not like the same skyboxes for everything in Steam VR, so I don't really know what it's for. It's just and they mm-hmm. they call themselves skydome. That's that's all they reference is the skydome thing. So Got not it. much to say about that one. Right. New SteamVR room cool. setup. Okay, yeah. tell us about it. Uh, the bane of everyone's existence for PC VR users is the fact that they literally cannot do room setup um in their headset. They always have to take it off and oh then like God. look at their monitor and stuff. It's complicated, not but so this much. It's even worse
3: because you can't even do it using <laughs> the controllers. I always yeah. use the advanced mode, so I have to rant. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have to press this advanced mode. Why isn't advanced mode by I default? Know, I...
4: I Why? <laughs>
3: I know, I use the advanced mode too. I know, it
4: sucks. It's garbage. Yes, thank you. It is very bad. Thank you. (laughs) But they finally (laughs) uh, are... This actually, you can actually activate this today, even though it's like still experimental, but it works, which is cool. Um, Yeah, there's a new VR room setup that is done entirely in VR. And uh, the way it works is, first, uh, you know, it's same as uh, you, you touch your floor, you Hold your controller, touch your floor, click trigger. Knows your floor is there, and then you reach out your arms, and then like it'll you like can do like a spin or or whatever, and it'll it'll stretch out your space um, automatically. Now the the only thing about that is in VR, you can't see where you're reaching out your arms when you do that, right? So right. that's another like thing. Like Valve's not gonna make people do this if they can't see their real life environment, right? Like they need to activate camera pass through. So, again, right. more hints that there's going to be, like, dedicated camera pass-through. Because, again, when you stretch out your arms and do this stuff, you, you're going to need to see that so you don't punch a wall or something.
1: Makes sense. Makes sense. Standalone yeah. system layer. What is this yep, about? That was,
4: that was the thing I explained earlier. Um, okay. Again, just disables the whole uh, PC dashboard. All right. Right. Exactly. Exactly, yep.
1: and yeah. How about the the patents that they got granted? Uh, what do we see here? Is okay. it, is this about Deckard, or is it just about the head strap? And um, what are the two knobs for?
4: <laughs> so people mistaken this patent. This was not a design patent, which okay. would show an actual okay. design. Um, Good to know. Even though here. Were, yeah, it's a utility patent. Like, um, if people <clears throat> wanted to look a little closely, they could have. Anyway, um, yeah. So this is just like. There are some very striking elements here. Like obviously, they are like clearly putting way more details into these figures. Um, these are again new photos and the new figures that they've drawn up. Which usually, if Valve can, they love to reuse patent figures from older patents. So it is interesting that they made new ones. Uh, but the the basis of this patent shows all the different adjustment organ um, um, adjustment mechanisms, not organisms. <laughs> um like yeah. how how, and, and they show multiple multiple uh head straps actually in here as well um they, they had another patent a couple of years back that i reported on where they also had like different types of adjustments for different straps um but the interesting thing i want to note here is in the patent they explain that they would be able to put stuff in the rear housing that would communicate with the front oh, housing
1: okay good that's what you so, talked about before right so That is interesting
4: yeah and Um, and and they also show like you can take off the headphones like like modular um and mm -hmm. and what's also really weird no one talked about this i was pretty surprised but they show audio pipes on on the actual like where the quest would have audio pipes on the the picture here like the speaker like you see that little hole in the inside of the the the, uh no um like you know
0: Oh, uh, it's, very,
4: it's left the 102 or 102 is pointing. Like those little holes there that would point toward your ears. Ah, uh, here, here. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Does that mean like, again, if, if, if <laughs> I, I think valve's doing some of a modular concept for their headset. I, I honestly do. Like, mm-hmm. I think they're going to have a base headset, uh, maybe have an audio pipe in there and then you can attach speakers. You can attach different head straps, different things, because I, I think they're going to have a very high end device this time around. But if you remove some of those features that we expect in the index, um, maybe people, they, they can bring the, the base price down and then have an upgrade path for multiple things. That, that's what I think they're doing, honestly.
1: Yeah, well, it was smart with the Quest 2, right? The Having the, the basic mm-hmm. Quest 2, which is so cheap, and then if you want, yeah, yeah you can simply uh, spend way more money, which everyone did, basically, right? So, yeah, it
4: makes I, so much sense. I haven't seen one... Quest two that, like on YouTube, that has the basic strap. <laughs> exactly.
1: You're like, right. <laughs> You're right. It makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we get to that point where we want to talk about the price. And um, yeah, yeah, funnily, you were on my German podcast <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> were, as a guest, and I, I've asked you this before, but now, now you can tell us um, what, what what are your thoughts about the the price for for the Deckard? It's
4: what, expensive. What,
1: okay unfortunately yeah yeah
4: well i mean you think of it this so this is where this is where i think uh people forget people are like oh the quest 2 is selling so well valve must want to release a quest 2 competitor right that's Mm. what they think but if you if you really think a little bit more about it the quest 2 is sold at a loss um and all those people buying quest 2 what is the most used headset on steam
1: The Quest 2.
4: It's the the Quest 2. So literally, all Valve has to do is is supply a software platform. And everyone that sells cheap, low-end devices at a loss, they're just going to eventually plug in their headsets to Steam anyway, where they get most of their revenue from Steam. You're
1: right. They don't even need to do that because Meta is taking the loss (laughs) on the cheap hardware.
4: Yeah, Oh my meanwhile, god. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, they can stay in the high end and do the stuff that they think is important to push VR, which is usually, like, they make a lot of comments about that. They're like, oh, we don't... Uh, that no, is so smart. Yeah, like, if they're going to release... I, I just don't... They're going to always, I think, for VR, be the high end. Um, it was different with the Steam Deck, but I think that's just because with the... And, and even with the Steam Deck, they even said that most people that pre-ordered the Steam Deck. They bought the most expensive version. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. there, there's, like, a weird there's a weird thing when it comes to pc right like like they they, i don't think that they're gonna ever focus on the quest 2 segment i don't think most companies will because it's especially in like we get to um you know facebook uh, meta's struggling right now a bit um and you know they're releasing a high-end headset what what do you think valve is more likely to compete with the high-end cambria or the low-end quest 2 as just what they're interested in i i, right. I don't
1: think so here we have a question from rudel van zetno what is expensive thousand or two thousand tell us the price now <laughs> 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 what, what, what are your thoughts about the, the base model is it like thousand dollars or
2: don't is it like thousand five hundred
4: like don't the Cambria a thousand is perhaps?
2: considered expensive for for these high-end things it's, anymore but
4: yeah I think it'll be at least a thousand. I just don't know. For the base price and release date are like literally the two unknowns for everything, right? Right. It makes sense.
3: You know, guys, I have I have Steam Deck, right? And you know, the Steam Deck is actually the cheapest uh, device in this form factor and the most powerful. It's cheapest Mm -hmm. and the most powerful at the same time. It is pretty cool. Agreed. So, (laughs) it seems that Valve is aware that if they want to create a market for a device, they have to. Have a low price, and their co- biggest competition is a three, two hundred ninety-nine dollar device, right? So yeah, I mean, but, but they don't but, but want.
1: I, they don't need to. What, what what said? What Bradley just said. Yeah. They don't even need to compete with the Quest because the Quest already helps them to sell the Steam VR games, right? Because it is the the, 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 the most used headset.
3: Yes, but yeah, I, because, I, I, yeah.
4: I just think uh, no, it's okay. I, I just I just again I, I think Valve's and prior, like even. <laughs> Okay. Let, let's say. Let's just say theoretically, Valve does release a three hundred dollar headset. What is Meta going to do? Probably, they're going to s- release a $200 200, yeah. the, right. the Quest like, two hundred dollar
1: headset.
3: it's going to cost two hundred dollars. Yeah. I, I don't think, want to be assume. misunderstood. I didn't say that they should yeah. have it at the same price as Quest. I'm just saying they have yeah. to be like take into account that they have a three hundred dollar competition and like price it accordingly, like a thousand dollars. Like makes sense.
4: Yeah. So, um, I I agree. Yeah.
1: Right. So so Simplex. Are you going yeah. to buy a thousand dollars, um, Deckard?
3: If it's a thousand dollars, is my like you know, max price. I'm if it's okay, more expensive, it's a, I'm not gonna buy it. It's,
1: it's a thousand and um, ninety-nine dollars.
3: It could be a thousand euros because we live in Europe and I, is it costs
1: thousand and forty nine euros. Are you going to buy it?
3: Well, that of depends. Of course, you're
1: the... going to buy it. No. It was a fun, it was a rhetoric question.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably.
1: <laughs> if it's, all, if it's wireless, I will. All people <laughs> who are watching this right now <laughs> are gonna buy it, I think. <laughs> Tatiana, but, what about? Sorry, please. Sorry, I yeah, cut you off.
3: Words. I want wireless. I finally want to get yeah. rid of wires in a good way, not with a compression and lag, you know, and everything yeah, of course. that's going to meta.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to yes. be really good. Tatiana, yes. what is your um, y- your price where you would still buy it, but you would think, oh God, okay, that is the max I would pay.
2: I mean. Uh- i'm kind of with simplex there i was so excited about the wireless pcvr um ability of the the new pimax that they are promoting but the price is like over two thousand yeah. dollars i think so that i don't know if i would i mean I, I would maybe have to if i wouldn't get it a loaner for a review i don't know if i would buy it just for uh a review or something but if it's a thousand dollars and i get that wire free experience and of course there's eye tracking and higher fov i don't think it's going to be a thousand so some something tells me it's going to be more than that but if it is a thousand Probably. yeah heck yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, of course i,
3: I paid almost a thousand dollars a thousand euro for htc Vive in 2016. <laughs>
1: you're right it makes and sense
3: and it was worth even more than a thousand dollars now right with the inflation right. and everything but that I still sense. use those yeah. base stations. Yeah. You know? Okay. Here you go. Cool.
2: Here you go. I
1: must. I must laugh at myself because I bought a three thousand dollars Hololens too, and it's just sitting there and does nothing. <laughs> uh... But That's another thing.
2: Oh, by the <laughs> yeah. way, have you ever gotten your hand on that Steam Deck, Sebastian? Did you receive <laughs> oh, it at all?
1: no, I didn't get it. Like um, I can't. I cannot order it now. I had the pre-order, but then one day I got an email: your pre-order <gasps> doesn't work anymore. I don't have it. No way! Wow. Yeah, it's, it's are so you sad. kidding me? No, uh-huh. I'm not kidding you. It's yeah. <laughs>
3: a fantastic so device. Really Third-world
1: problems. I didn't get a Steam Deck. Oh I mean,
2: God. for you, it's you know, it's also a job. <laughs> I, and I yeah. think
3: you should yeah, right. talk to someone, contact support, or like reach them out. Yeah, I think I'm, will, I'm famous. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm
1: MRTV. Come on, are you <laughs> yeah. kidding me? Maybe you. Yeah, all right. I would make a video
3: about it. Especially if they canceled (laughs) your
1: pre-order. You made the
2: pre-order, they canceled. Yeah. Then I'm going to make you cry a little
1: bit. Oh, no, you're not going to show it now, are you? (laughs) Oh, so nice. I was
2: so busy and tired i haven't have even i it. even forgot that i had it and i came back home <laughs> you from forgot hospital. that you had like, it because it came it while i was dying in the hospital it's right there I'm like oh, okay it's not a good time but i'll take care of it <laughs> this oh. weekend
1: <laughs> you're so lucky yeah deck how about you um bradley do you have the steam deck yeah right
4: yeah, it's right here. Uh, yeah. what do you think about oh it? my God, Love I'm it. the Love only
1: it, person right? on this podcast who doesn't have it. Eh? I'm unhappy now. So,
3: what do you think about the deck? Like,
4: <laughs> what's your take? Yep. Um, so, tell us. I, I, yeah, no, actually, I, I, I think so. Even though I have a really powerful rig, I actually never played flat games because I just, I, I don't know. I think I. I this is You're pathetic. Point, I think that time. Yeah. Well, no, it's not even that. It's like um, to to, to sit down at my desk and like play a triple A game. It's just not something I wanna do um uh-huh. anymore. So for a while I was not playing anything, but then I got the Steam Deck and like, you know, they they, they released Horizon Zero Dawn and I got to play that on a handheld in bed well, now my laziness has grown to three times and I'm actually playing those games because, yeah, it just kind of supports that a little I, bit. I,
2: I totally connect to that, <laughs> yeah. Brett. I've grown so great, lazy. Great, guys, great. That's... Enjoy your decks. <laughs> You're sitting at the computer just crunched over playing games yeah. like That's why I love my PlayStation, just kick back at the couch and mm-hmm. playing on the big screen. So I'm I'm going to okay. see if this works for me, but
3: the deck is like a quest in a way because there's zero friction you just turn it on and you can play and you can just the best thing is that the pcs don't offer the consoles have it you can just turn it off and the game sits there waiting for you just like turn it on the game is there you you continue playing that's that's it's
4: it's a good device and like you can just you can just like see where valve is going just in general when you have the device you see like the ideas and like Again, it's just one of those things where it's like Valve, no one was expecting that from Valve because no one watches Valve. But when they release something, they they just do something. They do things that are big, you know? And I, I don't think a low-end Quest 2 competitor is something that Valve is gonna ever do for yeah, VR.
1: You're right. It makes sense that they go for the high-end, for something really amazing that will please us, VR enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. And we, we probably even would pay a thousand two hundred euro simplex. <laughs> I think the thousand dollars depends on I, the reviews because
3: you know, I just figured <laughs> out I can sell my index, you know, like, uh, yeah, you're <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. You could sell your index, exactly. Okay, yeah. cool, yeah. Let's get back to Deckard. Is that is that the part now? Are you um, is it everything you found, or is there s- still something more that you would like to uh, tell us?
4: I, I think we pretty much hit all the okay, bases cool. uh, perfectly, Perfect. yeah.
1: great. So if you think like okay, if the baseline is um thousand dollars and um there's there's another um computer that you can put to the back of it, what are your thoughts? How expensive could that computer add on be for the for for the for the device like like the steam deck or more expensive because it's using those new a m d chips that you have been
4: talking about well um the chips themselves i mean this the, those chips are like slated for like 2024 to be mass-produced Ah, uh, okay okay right. um by that time it can come
1: later right That the base model can come i don't know first and then half a year or that's a year later what I... I think right that's what and i think, think about it.
4: this way you let's say they do a two-year model for just compute units or let okay this is, this is i have no i okay i i have only patent proof about this but imagine <laughs> one day one day Again, this is speculation, don't get crazy. Yeah. Imagine Let's get, I'm Val, getting ready to get crazy now. <laughs> imagine yeah. Valve releases a Steam Deck 2 and you can they sell compute units that could slot into the entire housing wow. for a Steam Deck 2, but also you could slot that out and put it onto a headset compute unit. Wow. So they're only like oh, selling oh. a modularity thing. Like I it wouldn't surprise me if Valve did something weird like that. That just seems like something they might do, even though there's a lot of problems with that. But like, but not even just that, like if they do like a two year model of new compute units, like they're they're, they continue their partnership with AMD, AMD has better a SOCs every year, people can keep holding on to that Deckard, and then improve the standalone functionality every couple years by only paying a very fraction of the price like the actual, like, I mean, it it doesn't even have a display or anything, just like cooling and SOC and stuff. Like that things. is such so a good like, idea,
1: especially if the the optics are so nice already. If you already have like yeah. 35 PPD or 40, you basically exactly. don't need the new optics.
4: And then they can oh, switch I back to it. the other. <laughs> yeah, then they can switch back to the other side, the R and D side. They're like, okay, uh-huh. we we've been releasing all these attachments. Now let's work on the optics side again, and we'll release right. that. That works with all your 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 attachments for deck. Like that's where I, that's what I like. just like a PC, you know, that's what people I, do with it, their PC. it makes
1: sense now. Yeah. yeah. Right.
4: <laughs> Just makes sense to me, but we'll see. You know, wow. I, it just there's a lot of there's a lot of modularity patents for Valve. That's why I kind of get those ideas as well. There's a lot of a lot of modularity even for the Steam Deck. Uh, the original Steam Deck had a lot of modularity patents for it. Um, so,
1: right. You know. Right. Yeah, super exciting. I love that thought that it might be modular and you just change the compute unit later and then probably four years down the line, another optics model. Wow, that would be cool. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, Bradley, so cool to hear all that stuff from you from the person who found it I love it so thanks again for being on the show today and I also think that uh, for the next topic you also have quite a lot of, of thoughts and we would love to yeah talk with you about it and it is Meta and Meta's research lab. So um, I saw your tweet where you were saying like, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> it's so crazy that they showed all the stuff and all the stuff that, that you and uh, me too, right? I also want to look at it and we, we don't have it. <laughs> but, they, <laughs> but they showed it to. They showed at least they showed it to us like uh, Mark Zuckerberg made a video that you were mentioning in your tweet, and yeah, this video is about all of the research. That the Facebook Reality Labs are doing, or the Meta Reality Labs, and finally we we we're seeing where where all the billions of funds are going into. So, what they want to do, they want to reach a VR headset mm-hmm. which is small, but which is indistinguishable mm-hmm. from reality. Like if you look it through it. It looks as reality, right? And they said like even they have some some Turing tests for 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 optics, right? The Turing test is that if you if you chat with a computer, you you cannot tell if this is a computer or a human. That's a Turing test. Mm-hmm. And now they also have some visual tree Turing tests where they say, okay, you cannot distinguish anymore. Is this reality or is this virtual reality? Wow, that's, I'm so looking forward this to is, that point, right? This is, this is cool already. <laughs> I, I love the idea to have this visual Turing test. And in that video, first of all, they are telling us about the four big challenges that the, the, the tech has to overcome in order to make this happen, that you ca- you cannot distinguish between reality and virtual reality. And those four challenges are... Very focal, the ability f- to focus on arbitrary depth on the virtual scene <coughs> with both essential focus functions. So right now, there's only one plane that you're focusing on, right? But in the best case, would be you, you should be able to focus on something that is far away and on something that is close to you, and then the optics must change. Then the next big problem, distortion. Lenses inherently distort the light that passes through them, Often creating artifacts like color separation, right? We know this chromatic aberration stuff, and pupil swing swim that make the existence of the lenses obvious. So this is something that has to be worked on. Then retina resolution. So having enough resolution in the display to meet the to meet or exceed the resolution power of the human eye. We talked about this today a bit, the PPD. Probably we need 60 PPD to make it really happen, but yeah, 35-ish, 40-ish already pretty great. And then HDR, something that yeah Bradley wanted to go deep into in today's show. I'm looking forward to that. So known as high dynamic range, simply to get things brighter. Because in reality, actually, when we see things in reality, like like the sun, <laughs> if we look into the sun, it's really bright, right? And we, we don't see that in in VR headsets. And and that's actually what is said to make things look real in reality, like if you i don't know you're outside and then the sun reflects from a car and that's super bright and that pops so much that you know okay we're in reality and we don't have this yet with with VR headsets so <clears throat> so yeah so for the for the challenges they showed us their prototypes mm. and for the very focal problem for that uh, where you for the different planes that you want to focus on we already know about half dome prototype what are your thoughts about half dome have you ever had the chance to try it or um have you heard something in 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 the in, in the tech scene or supplying scene that that is really a thing that's going to happen
4: so uh yeah i, I i've done a lot of study that was the one thing that blew my mind was I literally spent the last year studying all these concepts and I was like, Oh, this is great. I I love this. I'm never going to see these prototypes. And then all of a sudden meta releases a video (laughs) showing all these concepts. (laughs) Like my, my, I was like, okay, um, that's weird. But anyway, um, yeah, there's a lot of, I, I, so I went to SID last month, um, and meta partnered with a Kent state university. I was, and they had, something very similar to the the half dome three it was liquid crystals doing a solid state Mm varifocal but it was uh it was like one layer that was able to dynamically slowly change the focus instead of stacking a bunch of layers turning on and off Mm -hmm. there's a lot of interest in this um there's a reason why they haven't figured out a better type of system since they've shown half dome three that's because the industry is working to that version like using liquid crystals and polarizing, turning them on and off with voltages. It's probably the most likely way we're gonna get varifocal in headsets. Um, Valve, I, I, I've talked about this story before, but I'm um, talking about supply chain and, and interest in this. Uh, Valve uh, funded like, it was almost $10 million, and this was back in 2018, to a company uh, in, in the, the research triangle in North Carolina called Imagine Optics. Um, and the point and all they do, imagine optics, all they do is a lot of the stuff you see in these lenses that metas shown off they, like the the hollow the hollow cake stuff, um, Verifocal, they just designed all of that related the liquid crystals and, and and like a hologram um, optical elements. they did all that. Well, uh, eventually meta last year actually acquired imagine Optics just to show you like the interest okay. from them. Um, okay. And there was also a huge lawsuit between valve and them. it, it was a drama thing. Um, but the industry is working toward this, like they, Apple and Meta both are hiring all the best students from a college around here. And, um, in, in central Florida, we actually have a very large optics university. Uh, it, it's a UCF and, in like every single graduate is going to two companies and it's Meta and Apple, uh, and the supply chains are trying to develop these, uh, I, I think Verifoco is closer than people think. Um, like, it's probably not this this next generation, but I think it's, like, not greater than five years. We'll start seeing them, actually, in products. But, yeah, very okay. a lot of hype for it right now.
1: Great. So when you were at the SID and you, you saw that uh, one prototype, how does it feel? Is it good? And probably it is good, right? But uh, how, how does it work? So there is eye-tracking, and they can tell that you want to focus on something far away, or how does it work?
4: so for that it was a bench type prototype um it wasn't a headset so it was, it was on a, a table and they were showing the the dynamic um it, it's a super thin lens by the way like super thin transparent and they just show you like kind of like one of those like um, eye graphs where you use to test your eyes and it just shows you slowly switching all the states to get that different focus mm-hmm. um and it was a large aperture really the problem with varifocal comes from like the size once you start increasing the fov it becomes more difficult to get all the liquid crystals to activate fast um so that's kind of a big problem which is another reason why you don't want to see these large companies they're not caring about bigger fov not because that adds another problem for varifocal a lot of other things but it it, it 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 feels like magic when you when you watch it happen honestly like it it is impressive, um, even in like a very exaggerated bench type prototype. And I think the big thing that Verifocal will do, because everyone is switching like Apple on uh, Meta for these high-end devices, they're focusing heavily on hand tracking, right? Right. When you are looking at your hands, they're usually really close to your face, generally. Well, that's a huge problem in VR devices, because usually you're at, you're, you're, the software is set to see two meters out exactly. for that focus. So when you look at your hands, they're going to be, they're not going to be accommodating correctly. So, it's a very important issue for these companies because of just that one reason. They want everything to be hands. They want to be able to do everything with hands.
1: Right, right. Wow, I'm looking forward to to Verifocal, Simplex. Um, do you think it's um, something that's going to blow you away, or are you not thinking so much about this Verifocal right now? Like, I I'm think not thinking so much me- about it right now. I mean,
3: I love, I'd love to have it. I mean, this is a really <laughs> yeah. next-gen feature, but I'm afraid. There's so much technical problems with it. It has to be mechan It used to have to be mechanical, right? Before, and before. Yeah, but now no, not anymore. Yeah, but there are. I mean, that all depends on what kind of compromises will have to be made for it mm-hmm. to work. Because right. obviously there will be some compromises. But yeah, I'd love to have it. Also, again, the price. You know. Yeah. If, you're if right. it's three thousand dollars, they can have the best varifocal <laughs> in the world. But yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to use it because I can't yeah, afford it. Yeah, that makes it, sense. You know?
1: Makes but, sense, but right. It's
3: great they're working on it, you know. I it's think really it's, glad, it's, glad it's doing fantastic something. too. It's it's yeah. cool to see that.
1: Yep. Another problem that they talked about were these, um, yeah, the the high resolution, so that we have this kind of uh, super high retina display, how Apple coined the term, and they also showed a prototype for this butterscotch, they call it, and mm-hmm. butterscotch, it has the elite strap <laughs> i really hope it didn't break here <laughs> you see that <laughs> it's the elite strap yeah but anyways other than that it has a super super high resolution and what they did to achieve this obviously they have these high resolution displays and they simply minimized the fov so this has half the fov of the oculus uh, of the meta 2 but it has like a uh, a ppd a ppd of 60 pixels per degree so super super high something that the um, vario vr3 and xr3 have in that super small focus range right so so that's simp- that's pretty amazing and here they show how the rift looks like <laughs> if you zoom in H- here's the quest <laughs> 2 also not so great and here butterscotch and it's perfectly clear
2: mm. beautiful
1: yeah obviously we it's want that
2: it's interesting to see how these companies kind of produce or try to produce the headsets in bulk like mm. Meta is saying they release four headsets in the next couple of years Pimax yeah. is teasing all of these things <laughs> yeah. i wonder if it's actually going to happen or if they're making these prototypes and then some of them will never see the light of the day because might be maybe some other headset will like absorb the functions of the other one and the one of these four will become unnecessary, basically, or, or they're really sad on having this four. But it's interesting to see that they are kind of spreading, like putting their eggs in different baskets, trying to focus on different strengths. And I wonder if we will actually see all of it at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, on, on, on the long run, for sure. It's going, all going to be in that one headset where we cannot distinguish reality from virtual reality. So, um, Bradley, what is your daily driver right now for VR headsets?
4: Still the index. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then, then it seems, seems like resolution a... <laughs> is
1: not the most important for you.
4: <laughs> I I use it begrudgingly, honestly. Like I, okay. I loved, like it. It feels like it's aged to me now. Um, but it is, yeah, it, it's still, especially when you're a content creator, you spend a lot of time in VR chat. Like it's got great of audio. Like the best audio. Ways. The best yeah. audio. And the exactly. microphone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's like the main reasons at this point
1: honestly that's the reason why for that um tv channel production that i'm doing in the metaverse we bought valve indexes i was going to ask which one you're using but i didn't know you could reveal it like yeah this this part i can reveal so we we bought valve indexes because it's important to hear the actors (laughs) we don't care what the actors see and it's good enough right so yeah yeah
3: htc has the best microphones. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that, that was a good one
1: that was a good one yeah yeah so like for for me i'm already super spoiled by by the arrow uh, and also by the g2 i totally cannot go back to the index because i'm so used to that to that high <laughs> resolutions right so yeah. how about you simplex what is your um your current daily driver
3: yeah it's it's index and quest you know for for native okay. Quest 2 games, it's it's, in, it's it's Quest 2, and for uh, PC games, it's all indexed all the way. Okay. Because of the yeah, microphone, it's a great headset. Yeah. Makes it easier to stream, and the comfort. The comfort is amazing. It's so well uh, balanced. You know, it's right. crazy. Right. Right. And the right. audio, of course. Yeah. And totally
1: default. agreed. Yeah. Totally agreed. It's good. How about you, Tatiana? What is your go-to headset?
2: Well, working for SideQuest kind of leaves me, right. you know, Best having true. the Quest it's, again. It's a great headset. I, I
1: really, it's a great headset. There's no question but, about it.
2: But I would love to try Pico. Oh, and yeah. I actually, right now,
1: I'm so on this one. It's great.
2: <laughs> so, I, I heard the rumors. I was reading that it's possible that it will be coming to the U.S. Oh, Because yeah. they... They were posting all these jobs. Exactly. Um, Head of sales in the U.S.
0: Yep, it's going to happen. Um, so
2: right. I'm looking forward to that. So um, that will be kind of the next headset that I'm on the lookout to, a more of a budget version I, that could be. I, uh, I, think,
1: I think, though, it's not going to be this. I think it's going to be the Pico Next, the one after sure, this one. Sure, I'll
2: take the better one.
1: I, yep, <laughs> I agree. It's going to be pretty exciting, I believe, yeah. So,
2: right. Yeah. And I'm still kind of playing around with the Pimax, but um, it requires time and I just didn't have it in the recent weeks. Um, But that's the one that I'm still uh, exploring. That's the the powerful PC VR one I'm having sitting here right now. But more content is coming about that. But if if I'm being honest now, if I just need a quick VR, relax, like session, paint some demo miniature like figurines that obviously (laughs) you
1: it's it's a great headset and they made it yeah. so simple and yeah love it too yeah anyways um so resolution you you can get really you can get so um addicted to the high resolutions and mm. yeah 60 ppd is going to look fantastic in the future i believe yeah you can really not tell apart ter- 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 tell the, the reality from from others so um bradley did you try did you try like the the vario headsets the vr3 and stuff
4: i've tried it once it okay. was obviously very amazing. Yeah, um, right. it was very short time. I actually just recently got to try it. Um, it was good. Yeah. It was just very heavy. And like, I, I think when it comes to, so I, this is again, we'll talk more about this, but like, um, I, I, I think the phobia display thing is, um, very cool. And it gives you a glimpse to what things could be for resolution. But one thing I really wanted to note before we went on to the next subject is, um, so norm from tested he he, right. he they, they posted an hour-long video where he tried everything right yes um he also did a podcast and later because for the the resolu- the the retina resolution prototype they had an actual dial that they could simulate ah, okay. all the different cool. PPDs. okay cool and remember i said early that 40 is like the like what everyone says in the industry like you just need that and that's pretty much good enough well, he even said that after 35 PPD and up, he couldn't really tell the differences. Wow. Okay. Wow. Good Got news. It.
3: That's great news because you need that sweet spot because there's a lot of diminishing returns, right? You, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, I would take the, 35 any
4: day.
2: But the IRA <laughs> didn't ruin it for you, Brad? Because it looks like it ruined it for Sebastian. <laughs> I, I,
4: I, <laughs> I think the things that ruined, I think comfort ruined me all I'll, I have to say for now. Like okay. I I've, I've tried I I've tried comfortable things that ruined me more than, like I'm not worried yeah. about the high resolution. Like that is probably of all those four prototypes that is gonna be solved first, hundred percent. Like displays are gonna get high resolution for VR really fast more than the other stuff. Like it's not even a, something I'm worried about,
1: so. That makes sense. Talking about okay. comfort, we can go to the next prototype. <laughs> it's this one here and it, it is kind of huge. <laughs> so right so so this this headset here is all about HDR and the exciting part about this um prototype it's called Starburst is that it this can do HDR and the the nit rating is like super high like the Quest 2 displays the the Quest 2 display is 100 nit and i believe this one is like 2000 nits or no? Or is it, is it like it's, it's super high? It's, it can yeah, twenty thousand twenty thousand twenty thousand thousands, twenty thousand nits. This is the prototype. So this is supposed to be able to show you that reflection of that car where, where the sun is <laughs> reflecting in that car, and really give you that that popping feeling of the sun is somewhere. And this is supposed to really bring you into reality, into that the turing test reality where you cannot tell the difference. So, yes, um, Br- um Bradley, is it is that what excites you a lot? Because you, you mentioned you you're into HDR. <laughs>
4: uh I think of all prototypes, this is going to be the hardest one to achieve actually in a a mass consumer headset. Um I think it's very exciting. Like I know PlayStation VR2 is advertising HDR, nowhere near the HDR but this is obviously saying that they have like the the, the, the brightness levels, um, but that'll still be a very noticeable, noticeable difference. I think um, mm. the big issue with HDR at this level that they're showing up like the extreme is uh, so when we get to talk about the hollow cake optics, right? Those sense. optics are like 10% efficient. So let's say you have a 20,000 nit display. Mm-hmm. Well now for, well first of all, you got to run it at 10% of the time. That's the low duty cycle that removes all the blurring, removes all the the sickness and stuff. Well that that is already like uh, that goes that 20,000 goes down to 2,000 effective brightness. Mm-hmm. And then you run that light through a 10% efficient optic. That's like um, that's 200 nits, which is around the standard nits we're getting today. Um, so it's very difficult. You'll 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 have to basically make the decision. Do you want a heavy display with very simple optics with super bright displays? Which I don't think the bright displays are going to be difficult at all. Actually, I think there's a lot of huge things happening for brightness and displays. But the issue is every company is going to want super thin form factor headsets because mm-hmm. that's what that's what gets people into. The, the mainstream. So that's that's a hard problem to solve. I, I I'm not getting too excited for it. Like right. there's gonna be a, a HDR headsets, but and they're gonna help, but they're not gonna be like this for for a while.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It would be tough to wear this. <laughs> Anyways, um well well the, the PSVR2 that we are all excited about is also going to have HDR as one of the first VR headsets, right? <laughs> Does, the, does it excite you, <laughs> Bradley? What, what are your thoughts about it?
4: Yeah, I, I think it's... No, I... I, I sorry. I, I do think it's great. Like, I think it's awesome that they're doing it. Um, they're doing it... that they, they can advertise their headsets HDR because they're using Fresnel, which are way more efficient. Like, the 80 to 90% of the light can get through that. So, I think it'll be amazing. Um, but, I, again, I, I do value surprisingly comfort uh, over a lot of things at this point. It does point. make sense. It does make yeah. sense. So
1: that brings us to the last um, yeah prototype that Meta showed. It's called HoloCake Two. And why is it called HoloCake Two? Because it kind of combines two technologies. First of all, Holo. Um, how how you call it? Holo lenses or no um, ho- Holo displays, right? Holographic folded optics and pancake lenses, both to- together. So here it is. Here you can see a pancake lens and here you can see um, oh, the hollow cake lenses. And well, it, it kind of it, it helps, this kind of technology helps just to, uh, to, to make the device smaller because you can bring the display closer to the lenses. Right? <laughs> uh, it, uh, probably you could explain it better <laughs> briefly.
4: I'm sorry if I'm talking a lot during the show. We
1: want you to talk a lot. So please go Um, for it.
4: (laughs) Yeah. So that is one benefit. Um, But another benefit that people kind of forget about is um, so pancake optics, like conventional pancake optics are already very good at getting the display closer to your face. But one thing you have to note as well, since you're removing another glass or plastic piece and you're replacing it with thin film, that will also make the headset even lighter than with pancake optics because uh, they're just putting very thin films to replace that glass element, but um, yeah. The, the, but then uh, again, you're you're sacrificing efficiency. I was actually doing a lot of research on these lenses for a while now, and this is where it relates to Deckard. Um, uh, what was it like last September? Ars Technica was the was the uh, the company, the media company that had sources that knew about Val Deckard that confirmed that I was not insane about that one thing and um they were saying that the sources linked to a public facebook uh research document and said these are the optics that valve was looking into for their next headset okay and they actually linked to the entire research paper about hollow cake the first hollow cake lenses so it's very interesting to me that um you know you see of all these of all these different systems they show hollow cake has like the most Like, when you see the Holocake prototype, it looks the most ready, right? Like, consumer ready than everything. Yeah. (laughs) We want this. right? Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if this is way sooner from Mm -hmm. all the large companies than uh, Meta's kind of letting on. The big issue with these these, uh, lenses is that they're using laser. They're using, like, laser light um, to get through these uh, holographic optical elements because... You want very collimated light um, and also anti-reflection coating because uh, every every LED source, this includes OLED or or, or the mini LEDs you put behind um, LCDs, they give off uh, lambertian light, which is very like spreads everywhere, okay. like like a like a like a lamp. These lenses will r- pretty much remove r- ruin that light. Like you, you you waste a ton of efficiency. So you have to figure out ways to make the light more like a laser and like put it uh, more directional. And that's kind of been like the big thing with these lenses. That's expensive right now. There are ways to do it. Um, There, there are actually, it's not, it's not getting as expensive anymore. Um, With mini LEDs are using directional backlights, which are basically like (laughs) the, the big word of the day is micro lens arrays. So they can put it on top of backlights or on top of like OLED displays, these tiny, like 10 micron little lenses, Fresnel lenses that direct the lights from each pixel into a more collimated line. So you would need something like that to do with these, um, these lenses, which companies are already trying to do this already for VR displays, because companies are trying to get way higher brightness displays, um, without, um, because that's another thing. If you put micro lens arrays on top of a, a display, you get more nits. So that goes back to our HDR prototype discussion, where companies want higher brightness displays without wasting more power. So they're figuring out passive ways to increase the nits and also direct the light um, more more collimated. So I, I think it's, um, I think Holocake's going to be not as far away as people think, in my opinion. Okay. I think it's it's, 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 it's so, an expensive problem yeah, it's so right now, but it's going to come down in price very fast, I think.
1: Okay, this seems so interesting. So I'm just going to read out what wrote to VR wrote to explain how that technology works. These are essentially thin holographic films that have a hologram of a traditional lens embedded within them. Even though they are thin, they manipulate light similarly to the thicker lenses which they are modeled from. Isn't that crazy? It's some hologram that that looks like a traditional lens and because of that it will also yeah like 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 uh, manipulate the lights like a normal Mm. lens does but as a little holographic film oh my goodness isn't that crazy (laughs) i think i think it's pretty fascinating so yeah that helps to make one more thing sorry
4: because i love this topic yeah sure. Uh, please go ahead it's so cool so so you know with displays they always have three pixels red green and blue uh these are called volume holograms these little Mm -hmm. Uh, things and the way they work. So, so all color is it's it's a uh, certain um, nanometer wavelength of light. So, like red is like you know, I actually I forgot the numbers, so I'm not going to say it. But like for example, like red might be 700 nanometers, blue might be 500, green might be 200. With holograms, uh, with with volume holograms, you can actually control how much of that wavelength comes through. So if you have a display that's like uh, too red, you can actually Fix the contrast values by doing these holograms to make the colors even better uh, contrast. So that's that's another benefit of this technology.
1: Okay, wow, it's, this is this is so
4: fascinating.
1: Love it, and yeah, it, really that prototype. It looks so ready, right? It, it looks like they could sell it tomorrow. Oh my God. <laughs> it, it it's it's so interesting. HoloCake cake two. Yeah, and then of course the Cambria—it's uh, not a prototype, like um, Bradley said—it's—it's—it's it's, it's finished, it's ready. So, um, what, what are we looking at? Um, holiday, twenty twenty-two,
4: or for the Cambria or earlier? Everyone's expecting the supply chain that they're gonna like release it during Connect, which is usually September, October. That's okay. what everyone says. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's probably a good guess. That's gonna happen
2: we're all expecting it last year so they're already one year late
4: yeah
1: yeah yeah well well i'm excited about it but like the 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 the, the standard gamer probably not (laughs) simplex right you're a gamer um what are your thoughts about cambria is it a buy for you
3: uh, they said it will go. It's going to be significantly more expensive than eight hundred dollars, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so probably why? not. Why? I mean, I. You know what? Maybe I'd buy it, but I already have a, a kick. I already kickstarted. I have. I I pre-ordered on kickstarted. The links are one. Ah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. And yeah. that make, that's fun. And also, I risked a lot. The Arpara one.
1: Oh. <laughs> I made I, a risk. I was not it, so it was, excited about. It. I
3: know. I know. I, I I watched your video. Of course. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. You're good. Thanks. I yeah. just
3: risked. It's a risk. I know that's, you know, it was a calculated risk. So (laughs) now my budget is empty. I don't have any more money for future headsets. (laughs) Got it. Tatiana, what what,
2: what are your thoughts about the the Cambria? Okay, so the thing about it, you know, it's meta, the boogeyman, but the boogeyman has the money, right? (laughs) So oh, no, if the boogeyman has the money, means that they have the means to make it to the level that you're not actually risking as much as you would if you're investing in something like Arabara. So just based on that, you know, if you're looking at it like it's an investment, you need <laughs> to be sure that you're not losing it and you're getting some kind of a value, of course, you would sure go you with will. a company that that has the means to support that you know that it's not just going to be forgotten and they are not gonna cheapen out on some of the stuff that just will not work. You know it's going to work. How I'm it's sure going it's to going work? to be amazing actually. <laughs> yeah. So just based on that, of course I'm excited to see what they come up with because their recent budget version of a VR is just so dang good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, now yeah, to sure. see a high end from them, I mean agreed also not I'm also about, really
1: I also think it's going to be amazing. Uh what are you what are your thoughts, Bradley, about the Cambria? Are you are you personally excited about it?
4: Mm, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh I, I don't know. I think it's okay. Um I I I I feel Meta is might be worried about some other high end competition coming sooner than people think. From multiple companies, um, and the issue I think with Cambria is, uh, I, I think it relies. So, so the, the big thing with Cambria is it's a mixed reality device. Like they're really pushing the AR, which is right. That you're going to see that a lot in industry right now is is they're using VR to push AR, which is good because funding for AR is ridiculous. So it's going to push VR even more. But at the same time, you need like killer apps to mm-hmm. to really push that and I think meta really is not actually that good at first-party apps in general um so I don't know what they're gonna announce software-wise to to make all this expensive headset that yeah it's got some cool stuff in it it's got like, like the best thing I think is more exciting for me is the eye and face tracking built in like that's that's the things that interest me in the small yeah. form factor but so everything was else
1: the VR fan, Probably that's interesting. Agreed. <laughs>
4: and, yeah. and I'm not even sure if I would be able to have those working on PC. I don't know what driver support they're mm-hmm. going to give for that and mm-hmm. stuff. So I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm just. I could be interested
3: yeah. in in Cambria if they offered uh, good streaming to PC wireless. Again, wireless mm. to PC. Yeah, probably or, they
1: would have yeah. Wi-Fi six E, and it's probably great. I'm I'm quite sure. However, I also think that for this for the for the next headsets. It's going to be tough for for Meta, right? Even though they have this um, huge head start, but the Cambria is way more expensive and there will be competition, right? The Pico next, the one that comes after this, probably going to come to the US and it's not going to be the AR thing. It's going to be focused on on gaming, right? It's probably a Cambria that's about gaming and that's going to be way cheaper. And I, I believe it's going to be a bit tough for for them, yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be very, very, very interesting. And the PSVR two, I, I just
4: yeah. think with Cambria, it's it's the first product we've had for Meta in a while where they're clearly taking a profit on hardware. So I'm just not sure our because the Quest two was successful because it was cheap. They were taking yeah like either they were selling at cost or they were selling at like a loss. So oh, they're
1: losing money for every single yeah. Year.
4: I mean, remember when the Oculus Rift came out against the Vive, like this random HTC company partnered with Valve, like people were buying, people were talking more at least online about Vive back then. And, you know, I don't know. Well, I, I admit that I do have my um, my biases, but like, I, I just, I'm not sure uh, if they're going to compete against companies that are also releasing high end and they have better platforms in general.
1: Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. It's going to be very interesting. So the last topic that we're going to talk about, not so long, but also we, we would like to talk about it, it's the Apple headset. <laughs> yeah. Finally, it's going to come out next year. That's what we heard since a couple of years. But it seems like it's, it's going to happen. So Ming-Ti, Ming-Ti Kuo that you mentioned says that it's likely to release the Mixed Reality headset in January 2023 and i have actually also hea- heard that from yeah industry insiders if i might say so so yeah it it, it seems to be happening soon and it it, it would kind of make sense because they can also like apple cannot um, g- let uh, meta have such a huge head start with the cambria right which which is kind of a similar device with with this um, pass through with the color pass through, so it would make sense that they also come out soonish, right? If if now um, Cambria comes out, yeah, after Connect, and uh, then there's a couple of months, and then this comes out, it would make sense. So, um, Bradley, what are your information? I know that you're a very well-informed guy. <laughs> <laughs> and industry insiders keep feeding you with all these um, juicy, juicy, juicy tidbits of information. So so w- would you also think that this is a possibility that the Apple headset finally is coming out in January?
4: I think it's happening. I do, I do. I was actually surprised. It's um, happening,
1: people. Oh, my God.
0: No,
4: I, like, I was this talking to excited. someone in the industry earlier um this year not that much earlier but a little bit earlier and they were like yeah i just heard from a guy i I already trust that person and then when he says i heard a guy from a guy i trust it's always i hear from a guy i heard from a guy they're like oh they they gotta show this thing off in like fall or whatever Um, oh god and and then announce it and like release it in spring basically is what they were saying and this was like months before quo said this Right. right like almost like two months so and everything's kind of lining up with what they said. Also, just in general, like, I mean, the supply chain, they're not stupid when, 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 when companies are ordering brand new types of lenses and like expensive stuff, there's not many companies are doing that in high volume. So it's very easy to see if Apple's doing these things. Um, I don't know too much about it, but I, I do want to mention, uh, there's a few things that we do know, like from Quo and, um, that's very interesting. I want to compare with Cambria, for example, because these are definitely two competitor competing exactly. headsets, like, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, one thing Quo said many times is that Meta is ordering pancake lenses, and he calls them two P, like two letter P, uh, which is like two layer uh, lenses, and they're going to be like fifteen to twenty dollars each for the headset. Mm-hmm. Apple is one upping that getting even higher end lenses than what meta is. And he describes it as three P so there's an extra layer Um, and and they're paying like 10, 10 to $15 more a lens for that um, those lenses. So when you think about that and you, and you know, like, you know, if you, you think about the pancake versus the hollow cake and everything you wonder is Apple, what is Apple paying for that? What is that extra layer that Apple is paying for? And all these other things, they're using micro OLED. Um, I Last year I did a really r- ridiculously insane video where I was reporting some very eerie coincidences that kind of hint to maybe Apple and Valve were partnering on some component things. Um, and, and going back to that story where David Heaney and I were talking to the CEO um, he was talking to CEO for this thing, but he was, he was even hint- hinting that for that 4k display that uh, he wouldn't say that valve was working on it flat out, but he said to Heaney that a bigger company later on joined on that display. And then you hear Apple is going to have two 4k micro OLED displays in their headset. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you know, you start, you start getting crazy because you see these coincidences close enough. And like, You're like, well, okay. If 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 Apple is going to release these state of the art displays, I don't know. I I I I can go on about this, but it's it's (laughs) I think it's going to be an amazing headset, their first headset, and it's. I think. But does it worry
2: you in any way that it is their very first VR headset? They're jumping into this completely unexplored, from the Apple side, industry, and there's really high expectations. Are you worried about that at all?
4: I am worried because if they fail, then we're kind of screwed for five years. I would say at the very least, like our entire industry, Um, I don't think they're going to fail because I don't think Apple's the company to release something unless they're very confident. That's um, where the that's,
2: expectations that's, come from, though. There, that's yeah, but, because that's your expectation. There
4: are
3: rumors that they've why, been working on it since 2016, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's and why we, we're just, waiting so long. And the fact that's that they're delaying it is proving that they want to uh, release but, a perfect. But here's asset. the thing
2: so they were working on it since 2016, and you all know how much the industry has changed since that time. So not yeah. only have the, did they have to work on it, they had to keep up with the time. So whatever yeah, they, they did, they about, did it. because they bought lots lot of companies. Do you
3: know how much companies they bought out? Right? Yeah, yeah a, lot. a lot. It's
2: just, yeah, it's you know, whatever they're working on now or finishing working on is probably completely different from what they planned in 2016. Yes, but
0: look,
3: for so. they're, sure. so, they're so rich that they can, they can afford themselves to produce headsets and never release them and iterate, iterate, iterate. <laughs> yes. Am I right, Bradley?
0: Yeah, they have to show investors nothing. They've been, they've
4: been denying it for a decade now and spending, who knows, on billions. billions. Like, yeah, I I agree with that. And, like, not even just the app. Like, like if, if Apple released a headset, um, am I excited for it myself? Probably. I, I mean, it's going to be amazing hardware. But the, the thing that excites me, and I'm already seeing this because I talked to su- the supply chain, just Apple existing in this space already we'll makes... validated. Yeah. And it's actually, this, this yeah. is kind of a dark way to say it as well. But we're actually coming in a time where smartphone sales are dwindling hard. And you know what that means? That means all these these fabs in China, Taiwan, uh, Korea, their orders are getting cut. So they're they're not like, okay, well, we have factories that are not doing anything. What do we do? Well, they see Apple is is betting big on new technologies for VR hardware and Meta wants to throw money at fabs. So when Apple releases a high-end headset with new technology. Every company is gonna wanna try to compete for Apple. And then also all the companies are gonna try to copy what Apple is doing hardware wise. So all these costs for things that we think are ridiculously expensive, OLED micro displays alone, all these things are just gonna drop in price just because Apple exists in the sector. So I'm more excited about that in general than Mm -hmm. the headset itself at this point. Apple will make VR cool, basically. Yeah. For sure. it's... And fashionable
3: yeah. and popular. People want to have headsets because now you, you have a headset, you're a dork. You look like a dork in your headset. <laughs> but in the yeah. Apple no, headset, you will not look like a dork. It's getting yeah. better. It is, but sure. so it's still very slowly changing. We are in a bubble, a you know. Bit. We are yeah. in a bubble. And like I said that VR will validate, uh, that Apple will validate VR. Some guy said in the comments that VR doesn't need validation because Zook already validated it. Yeah, oh, with no. with all his, <laughs> with all his, uh, it's not cool, uh, messages, no. no, 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 it's um, not cool. Yeah so, we have right, so,
2: yeah, so right now you kind of look for VR, people who've never used VR, many of them like buy their first headset because their kids want it, their kids are dorks and the kids know what's cool nowadays, so they get them their quest, and then adults learn about VR from their kids, that's actually happening. Now every Apple user will know about VR. Exactly. Every single Apple owner. Apple.
3: They they have the worst fanboys, but now they will work for VR. You know, we get free fanboys. Yeah, Yeah, we get get so many fanboys.
1: But the thing is also, they they, just as we mentioned, it's going to be much cooler (laughs) to 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 where VR. The the whole
3: the whole mindset will like Mindshare. The mindset will will change. Really, it's. I mean, I'm not an Apple fanboy. I don't like Apple. I don't use their products at all. You know, just yeah. so you think like some kind of, you know, Apple, 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 fame. I'm not, but it will change. And like, yeah. I, or think about that. This headset will be expensive, right? So let's say Apple fans will see it's like $3,000 because it's possible. And then they will say, hmm, I can't afford it, but maybe there are cheaper he- headsets out there. What what can I buy? You no, know? they will that's, still buy. Some it. of them. <laughs> that,
4: that, <laughs> well,
2: I mean, just... that, I, some people may do that. I mean, Sebastian, that's not unheard of. That could happen. As yeah. long as I... the VR will yeah, be, out It'll be out there. It will be out there more than it is yeah. now. So that alone it, is worth it, like seeing and, what they're coming up yeah. with.
1: For sure. And what I really believe is that people will wear the Apple headset also in public. Like I, I foresee that in Starbucks we're gonna see some people who wear the Apple <laughs> the Apple headset. Like I would never wear the Oculus Quest in public and neither would you. <laughs> Probably yeah. also also not Cambria. <laughs> but Apple, I know that they will design something that is so amazing and that is so beautiful and well designed that we might see people wearing I mean, it in in and starbucks now you're just
2: hyping it up uh, no apple just well, I, apple,
3: made made that, look, look, apple made the notch cool something that's horrible oh, okay. they made it cool yeah they made the notch cool that's like mic drop yeah that's going to be really fun.
4: Well, it's like how they they said one of the features that the Apple headset will have, and they've been wanting it since 2018 as an early prototype, is the reverse pass-through. So, they're going to have, like, an OLED display on the outside just to show eyes. Like, (laughs) that sounds so silly to us, like, honestly, right now, right? It sounds
1: creepy somehow.
4: It sounds (laughs) creepy and... Okay, let me just say, uh, this is, is a random prediction. I bet you they'll only show Animoji eyes or M- Memoji eyes. <laughs> I doubt it's going to be real life eyes. But anyway, okay. which will kind of be kind of cute. But
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I heard they right. had
4: lots of problems with that because
3: it's lots of energy, it gets hot. Yeah. And like, okay. it really set them back, this 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 screen. But they still wanted to do it. They, they're just mad lads on this. You know? Yeah,
4: but, but like I, what I'm saying is like, everyone <laughs> that talks about reverse pass-through as a concept, they're like, that's the silliest thing. Why are they wasting time on that? But even Meta, they showed off that mirror lake concept. And what was the one of the features they show off in that? They show off the reverse pass through on the front yeah. of the mirror lake. So, like, that's funny. It, you know, everyone's going to copy it as soon as it happens, like, in right. The industry.
1: I'm so looking forward to that super high quality color pass through that the Apple headset probably is going to give us. So, at um, AWE, um, I did the the Vario demo of their XR3 headset, which has a very nice pass-through. And I was doing the demo, and then the demo was over. But I I kept wearing the headset, talking to the people, because the pass-through is so good. And that's also what I can imagine for that super sleek headset, which has so many cameras, which are supposedly going to give us that beautiful color pass-through on these uh, super high-resolution 8k display right so yeah i believe that people are simply going to wear it and run around with it because the password is so good probably they're going to forget that they wear it yeah that's what i think yeah. <laughs> wow well, it, you're exciting really times.
2: expecting the future from them um i, I we don't do, know we do. am i the only one who's like seriously concerned about how much expectation people have from this yes. headset? really, <laughs> really? I, looking I be- forward to be proven wrong
1: yeah yeah right let's see let's see how it goes and i was my whole life i was an android and pc guy until i recently um changed to the macbook air m1 which is now driving this channel a thousand dollar notebook and it's amazing I, I love it i love it subscribing so, <laughs> <like> yeah <laughs> yeah okay uh, don't do that no, i believe you i totally believe it's, you it's really it's i'm, I'm really i'm sold it's like uh, life is too short not to use um, Apple products.
3: I what have if the feeling you use it
2: every it. day, of course,
1: it's of course. so it's so good. Wow, they, I, I
3: mean, the ecosystem integration is amazing. Like, imagine how the goggles will integrate with your phone, like, with your you know, iPhone, with, with, with all the Apple products, They, they do have have amazing, they have amazing integrations, right. amazing.
2: That, that yes. is true. They have that ahead of the game, because <laughs> now, like in the US, I don't know, 90 percent of people have iPhones, so they already have this preset for success. They just
4: have to everyone already has an AR device. This is lidar. Exa- it has exactly cameras exactly
1: much. that and well, thanks to thanks to that, they already have like a huge library of apps that will suddenly work on that headset, like thousands mm-hmm. and it's gonna be way better than this phone AR. I don't like to run around like holding that AR the the Catching phone Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then they, it's going—it's going to be there on the headset, day one or day two, right? So the Apple headset
3: may be yeah. the first Apple device I, I actually buy. You know? Yeah, yeah, you will buy it for sure.
2: But then, like, yeah. but then you need more Apple devices. You can't yes, just buy one have to Apple us. device. They have to buy them yeah,
1: they're, going, they're going to trap us in there. But ecosystem. I,
3: actually why, why got, I, I actually got a work phone. It uh, was iPhone 13. Okay. I can't use That's it nice, because right? I'm not used to it because you know, I know I've been using Android for like 12 years. I got so it. I can't get used I to it, it, but I have it. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah cool. This is my
2: first Apple phone, too. And it took me a while, especially because I don't have anything else. So mm-hmm. I can't really enjoy the perks of like yeah. seamless integration that my husband does. So right, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So, worth- so,
1: so, so last question for today's podcast Simplex. What is the maximum amount of money you would pay for the <laughs> Apple headset? <laughs> 2000. Okay. Because it's Apple. Okay, 2000. Um, Bradley, how much would you pay for it?
4: It's always hard because, you know, when we're in the position where, you know, when that thing comes out, if you don't, if you're a content creator and yeah, you don't we're buy it, we are going to buy headset. anyway. Yeah, yeah sure. I know. It's like, <laughs> like you, we can, we're going to buy it. We're gonna, we're gonna buy they can it. charge $5,000. Yeah, we're going to Well, it's of a course. business expense. Exactly. Or whatever.
2: It's you know? <laughs> like, So, problem. yeah.
1: How about you, Tatiana?
2: When was the first time we ever heard about that Apple VR? Was it a year uh, ago or something?
1: No, no more, like three or longer, four. Longer, three, yeah, yeah. Longer? For sure, totally.
2: yes. Well, Where for me, I, being- <laughs> I think maybe it was a two years ago or a year and a half. And I was just like starting with the channel then or something. And so going back to this topic that everybody lo- you know, loves Apple, whoever uses it, they already just like, yeah, just get it, whatever. My husband is a big fan of Apple. So we were talking, like, okay, imagine it's coming like next year. My channel is like 2,000 people <laughs> subscribed to my channel at the time. Imagine if we got it, it's like, we're gonna get it. <laughs> we're probably gonna get it. He doesn't, he, he wasn't even interested in it that much, but he loves Apple. So that was enough for him to kind of think, well, this is just gonna be cool because it's Apple. So we are going to pull finances <laughs> and get it because it's going to be cool. So yeah, now course, that I'm more into the content creation in the VR field, it is a business expense. But I also know that it's going to be interesting for both not just for me, like I'm nerding out and like, excited about VR toys, pretty much the only one in the household. <laughs> now there's someone else is going to be excited about this new headset. So I believe that we're going to get it.
1: No we matter how expensive it. it is, every
4: content creator <clears throat> will have,
2: it. I mean, of course, <clears throat> As long well, as it's I, not like a car, a price of a small yeah, car. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, as I told you before, I paid 3,000 euros for the HoloLens 2. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to buy that for sure. Anyways, yeah, it's okay. going to be exciting. Cool. Yeah. Okay, wow, what an amazing episode. It was really great, um 2 hours and 80 minutes. Uh, thanks so much again, Bradley, for for uh, sharing all of the inside with us. That was really fantastic. Thanks for your time. Hope you enjoyed it as well. And um yeah, also thanks to mm. Simplex to, to be back on the show, hopefully you're Thank going you. to come again. I will for f- for both of you. I tried course.
3: to be really, you know, uh, behave well. <laughs> yeah, 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 you did. <laughs> you did behave well.
1: No worries. Everything great. So so great to have you on the show as well, and of course, great Tatiana to to see you again, and looking forward to have you on on season three as well, of course, Absolutely. of the Next Dimension podcast yep that's
3: brother you're a legend keep up the good work you know?
1: yeah yeah of course yeah of Thank course. thanks
2: for jumping in and shedding light on everything that we
1: exactly that was an Don't amazing know. episode
4: i'm sorry yeah. if i blinded you all
1: no no that. no yeah. <laughs> that, that was amazing so if if you if the people are watching this you 256 people if you enjoyed the show give it a thumbs up now right now give it a thumbs up and do leave a comment that also helps with the algorithm Right, so do leave a comment directly now, <laughs> and, and let us know what you thought about today's show. I thought it was a fantastic show, shedding so much light on things that probably you heard about but you didn't really get it. But now, yeah, thanks to us talking about it, probably you you understand things a bit better than before. And if you do, uh, yeah, I would love if you give it a thumbs up, if you leave a comment, and if you give it a five star review on iTunes. Get out of your iPhone or iPad, find the podcast app and find the next dimension podcast and give this a five-star review i'm gonna this, do
3: it because now i have my iphone so you per- exactly <laughs> perfect <laughs> that is
1: perfect that is yeah. perfect and well yeah that is that wraps up season two of the next dimension podcast wow. i love doing this podcast and i can't wait for season three so yeah i'm looking forward to see everyone and thanks and see you all
0: next time bye-bye
2: See ya.
3: Yo, bye, take care.